This week's episode of Here's What I Don't Get is brought to you in part by bad USB cables. Fuck USB cables. Fuck USB ports. Can we have a better standard that doesn't suck dick? No. It's the universal serial bus standard. Universal standard. Even though they keep introducing new ways to fuck you. 2.0, 3.0, C, D, G. Blow me. Just make a port that I plug into my computer and shit just works. Let's go Firewire. I don't give a shit. Let's make a whole new thing. You sons of bitches. Welcome back to Here's What I Don't Get from North to South, East to West, the only formerly intercoastal state highway-based podcast to tackle all of life's toughest issues. I'm your host, Tim the Handbreaker, and with me today, as always, is my good buddy on the 10-4, Tab Burt. Welcome back, everybody. It's Pride Month. Yes. It's the end of Pride Month. This uh-huh. is the end of Pride Month. So to end Pride Month, I would just like to say, if you want to come for my Pride Month, you can come and take it. <laughs> That's this is my pride, Tim. Yep. Come and take it. Come and take my pride. My pride, my pride. I've come to claim my pride. <laughs> my lust for her no longer can be denied. Oh, that's pretty good. Make haste, make haste. There isn't time to waste. Nobody's, uh, nobody's gonna know what that is, no. but that is a very uh, famous song from a Sondheim musical. Yes. Uh, and my pride is a uh, prestige worldwide. Boats and hose. Yes, for boats and hose, but also um it's 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 a smaller sect of pride. It's for um, people who uh, ejaculate too much when they do. Uh, every time I come, I produce a court, <laughs> which is my favorite line from that movie because <laughs> it's the uh, one that breaks their mom. Yeah, yeah. Brendan. <laughs> oh boy, what a what a crazy crazy week it's been. I've been been working all week, and uh, most of that was enjoyable. Some of it wasn't. Yeah. I strained the muscle. I strained the muscle that connects my big toe to the rest of my foot. <laughs> I also strained a muscle this week. Yeah. A weird one. It, I strained my gooch muscle. <laughs> <laughs> and it was painful as shit. I guarantee you. You do not want to strain that muscle. <laughs> okay, you win. You win. Yeah. Yeah. It was it was causing so but the worst part is, right? So I over I over overuse this tendon that connects the big toe to the rest of your foot uh-huh. and so it was it was very uncomfortable for those toes to bend god damn it hello it's a robot call it yeah of course coming i've told them several times to stop calling me and they're smart you have to get through a robot before you yes. can get to yeah. so anyway so i strained this muscle in my toe and um then i have to work two more days on my my not able to bend the toes on one Ooh. foot so then i'm like i have to adjust the way i walk to not bend the toes of my left foot yeah and then my the next day my calf is sore from having to overuse that muscle to balance myself i'm just like this is miserable getting old sucks fuck this i'm t- i'm tired i'm done yeah um i installed a ceiling fan yeah uh in my room was that how you pulled your gooch no it was not uh the gooch pull was completely random and out of nowhere Mm. i just got up once and and instantly you feel it um anyways uh it took me a little longer than it should have because i had to um it's an old it was an old ceiling fan we bought 
I don't, I don't know how long ago it was. It was probably around 2005, I would say. We got it to replace the one that was in the kitchen that had like flung itself off the ceiling. But in doing so, when it flung itself off the ceiling, it tore out the metal junction box. Mm. And this is the kind of fan that you need a metal junction box for. Um, and my the, the junction box in, in my room is not metal, but it's sturdy enough to hold that fan, which is like 35 pounds. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's an older fan, but it was one like the first, like one of those like first series of fans. It's like, this is it. This thing has three parts to it. Yeah. Um, uh, the light bulb area, it's only got one bulb and it is incredibly small. Is it one of the little candelabra types? Uh, it's not, but, but I, well, I the bulb is, is, so oh, it, it's a smaller a type bulb. It just, it's just the space that they have for the bulb, the space they put for the bulb to be there. Mm-hmm. I mean, is like six inches around. Mm. So you have the the socket on one end taking up an inch and a half at least leaving no room for a regular size bulb. I tried to put my new led bulbs in there. Wouldn't one fit. fit. That's not even including the, like the glass, um, the dome. Mm-hmm. So I think that's like the bulbs that I had in the fans in my yeah. house. There was, it was very shallow. Yeah. Very shallow. Um, but that took a little longer than expected because I had to do all the electrical wiring. And, uh, let me tell you, uh, electric doing electrical work, uh, that is above you for long periods of a time sucks. And then having to put a 35 pound hoist, a 35 pound fan up there and like the first wired, get it all wired in that sucked. Uh, but like this fan is like you, you line it up with a line, you know, push it up towards the ceiling and then rotate 90 degrees and it locks in. And then you, you, you tighten this, uh, the nets, you tighten a screw, one screw, uh, so I got all that done, right? The wiring, and then I uh, plugged the light bulb in, turned the power back on, fan works, light doesn't. Mm. I double-checked the bulbs, use a good bulb, light still doesn't come on. The wiring fucked up. So, of course, I have to take everything down. I've already I've already inserted the blades and everything. I have to pull all that down, check the wiring, and, uh, yeah, the hot wire slipped out of the uh, connector. The connector. Um, while I was jamming everything into this tiny, when you're jamming everything into a tiny hole, you know, stuff falls out sometimes. Yeah. Um, so then, uh, on my, like put, after I get the wiring done, I, I ended up pulling it out, stripping it way more. So there would be a more secure connection. Um, while putting it up again, uh, you have to undo that, that one screw. And apparently the screw comes when you open the box, the screw is already threaded in mm-hmm. and it's got a connector that you take out. Um, is this for the ground? No, this is, uh, the, the connector into the ceiling is like a plate. It's a long rectangular plate mm-hmm. and the inside of the fan has these metal grooves. Uh, and the screw stops once stops the fan from moving freely and so it hangs from these grooves. Um, but you have to unscrew the fan to un to take it off, which you're not supposed to be put, taking a fan on and off of the ceiling, right? Yeah. So you put it once. And so, you know, that screw, um, I had it like a quarter of a turn 
unscrewed too much so that I, I was getting it up there and it was it fell. No, no, no. It was just, I couldn't get it to stay the way it did the first time. And, uh, with a 35 pound fan with like no room to move because of the blades and everything's you're trying to put up above your head with the blades still there and they're moving around. Eventually it was like, I got to take the blades out. I got to go through, got to go backwards through all the steps and figure out what was the one step that I, I missed when I was redoing this. That sucked. Oh, yeah. Well, um, speaking of things that sucked, I've been hearing this, uh, I don't know, it's, it's like a trend now to rate stuff. And I've, I've heard other podcasts, they're rating their guests, right? Okay. Put them in oh, a, like a tier, oh, like a tier list. list. Yeah. Tier list or videos are very popular. Very popular. It's, and it's such lazy content because yep. you don't have to actually create anything. You just no, pull no, up no. a thing and then you go, A, yeah. B, C. It takes no critical thinking. It's not content. You could, do, you could do like pizza joints. Yeah, fast food. You could do, I mean, fuck, I could do like Lego sets. You could do our pride flags. Diet Coke, F tier. Exactly. So does, it's just. It's just a way to fill time. Yes, because you have nothing else to say. Yeah, for like your, if we t- if podcast. we if, if 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 we took a whole episode off just to do a tier list. Well, of like like say episodes. you got you got ass blasted so hard that you took three weeks off from your podcast, and then you're like, "Fuck, we got to do this podcast, otherwise people are going to forget about us." You you know what you do? You just shit out a tier list. Yeah. And so what podcasts are doing is they've been rating their guests and someone suggested in the discord, they said, Hey, well, you know, this is, this is this trend that's happening. Uh You guys should rate your guests. And I said, you know, that's a great idea, but one, who wants to waste your time listening to that? (laughs) And two, we have so many great guests that you're basically just, you're, you're, you are ranking like John Wick movies. Which one's the best John Wick movie? They're all great. So, you know, because we have had so many great guests you know, from the Buck and Chaco era with like they had Blonde and Grant Kidney, uh, Larry Blydner. Mm-hmm. You know, then we've had Joel Chaco on and The Biggest Mikey and Manok Pat. You were a guest. I was Nick a guest. Nick Ricada's yeah. been a guest. Alan Foster was a guest. Yeah. Rest in peace. Dick Masterson. Yep. Kevin, and Kevin, Kevin and Grant from the Thought Cops. Crippled Jesus. Agoraphobic Paul. I mean, Koto Jack. So many great guests. We had that string of great guests, um, you know, with Larry Carl from Moody's podcast, Mad Cucks yeah. on the show, Sage, Dead Helm, Adam from Houston. How can you rate all those? They'd all be just the best of the best. Exactly. With a couple of, of you know, minor uh, ones that would be Fs that nobody likes because yeah. they're they're ugly and they have terrible opinions. And I'm talking about people like Thurnabitch. And other people, you know, that I don't want to get into a flame war with. I uh-huh. want to take the high road yes. and not say anything derogatory exactly. about anybody. Um, so if you were hoping for that as an episode, it's not coming. This is going to be just another regular week's episode. And speaking of regular week's episode, here's just a regular issue for you, Tim. Here's what I don't get. Uh, open container laws. Yeah. So I I worked Pride this weekend. I was working for a company in my position. We con- get contracted to help a company set up their display for uh, Pride. The mm-hmm. Pride Parade was in Tulsa. And the load-in was on the hottest day on the planet. Yeah. And it was just sunny and miserable, and I was sweaty the whole day, and I hated it. And then the load-out was the exact opposite, where it immediately started pouring rain as soon as our call time hit. And 
I just stood around in the rain for far too long because people weren't prepared. Like to, it was a Goo Goo Dolls video. Yeah, load their stuff out. It was miserable. And I'm standing there in the in the hot beating sun and then the pouring rain, naked, just thinking to myself, I kind of hate gay people. <laughs> but I'm standing there in the rain, just pouring, miserable. I wear waterproof boots. Not like for any specific reason, just the ones that I bought are waterproof. Mm -hmm. And one of the nice things about waterproof boots is that water doesn't come in. Of course. But waterproof boots act both ways. So when water gets into your boot, it does not go back out. <laughs> so I'm standing with my shoes literally filling with water around my socks and my feet, which is one, one thing most people don't know about me. Uh, is that I'm very particular about my foot care. Like I, I hate my feet being too hot. Like I change okay, socks a lot. <laughs> I change my socks a lot when I'm working. I'll change them. My change. I'll change socks at break so my feet are always like a nice, comfortable temperature and not too sweaty. And, but but the thing I hate more than anything in the world is wet socks. I hate wet uh, socks. Yeah. You know, if I'm getting ready in the morning and I go back into the bathroom and like step into in a little damp spot from the shower. Yep. Uh, whole day's ruined. I might as well just go back to bed because the whole fucking day is when, ruined. When my first, we, when we got my first dog, oh, uh, stepping in the pee spot, stepping in the pee spot, and I, it was always the same spot. It's yeah. always two feet away from the doggy door. Yeah, oh, I hate it, especially at night. Mm -hmm. So I'm miserable. My feet are wet. My whole body's wet. I had to take my phone out of my pocket and hide it. First, of, first it was hiding on top of cases underneath the stage. Yeah. But then they started folding the stage up. So I hid it inside. There's a little pocket in the generator we were using for the manual and other files. And I went and tucked it in that little pocket because it was totally waterproof in there. Still ended up getting water in my phone and fucking up some stuff. <laughs> uh, so I'm, I'm soaking wet. And then it occurs to me. Do you know why we have pride and all these other? Do you know why we have pride, Tim? Uh, I will let you explain. What's pride? No, no, Tim. What's pride all about? Uh, I'm trying to think of where you're going with this. What's the advertised purpose of pride? I, I'm, I'm still think. I'm trying to think of where you're going with this. So they they want you to think with pride, right? It's all about like gay people and the love is love and all kinds sure, of stupid. Okay, yeah. Gay shit. Uh-huh. Like, oh, yeah, we're going to fucking have trannies dancing in front Free of kids. Free love, man. Yeah, it, it's all, you know, but you know what it's really about? Consumerism. It's about getting fucking drunk outside <laughs> in the street. That's what, they close off the street, and you can buy booze, and you can just wander around outside in the middle of the day drunk as fuck. It's a parade, like, it's like, just like all the other parades. Like all the other festivals. Oh, yeah, yeah. If you leave the gated area, now you're an alcoholic. You can't be carrying around a beer drunk as fuck in the middle of the street. But if you're inside the little fenced area, if you're yeah. here for pride, that's totally okay. What was Juneteenth uh, two weeks ago? It was people in a little cordoned off area downtown drinking outside in the middle of the day and night, wandering around with their open container getting drunk. Mayfest. Mardi Gras. Renaissance Fair. St. Patrick's Day. Mardi Gras. The 4th of July parades. They're just excuses to day drink and have a beer not inside a bar. That's what they exist for. <laughs> it's these fucking open container laws. If we got, if you could just walk into a bar, say, I'll take a beer, they hand you a glass, and then you could walk out of that bar and somewhere else... 
we'd stop inventing new stupid things to celebrate in the middle of fuck summer <laughs> for absolutely no fucking reason. Yeah, I love going to the fair. What can I do? What do you do at the fair? I get a big beer uh -huh. and I wander around outdoors. Oktoberfest. Oktoberfest. Big beer, wander around outdoors. That's what we're doing. We're just <laughs> drinking outside. Uh -huh. We just want to drink during the day and outdoors. So just, just let's get rid of the stigma surrounding day drinking and stop with the you can't drink. I can take it. If I go into a bar and get a Dr. Pepper, I can get a to-go Dr. Pepper. Why can't I get a to-go beer? We're going to drink and drive. I'm only driving. To get to another bar, <laughs> I'll take an Uber if I can get because I can't get into an Uber with a beer in my hand. I have to put it in my pocket and hide it, or brown bag it, or brown bag it. You can brown bag it outdoors. That's it's what all it's all about. Brown bagging is the weird loophole to public drinking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's public intoxication if you... But no, 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 no. Just open container. You get a beer, you drink a beer. You get a whiskey, you drink a whiskey. Just fucking walk wherever you want, getting as drunk as you want. None of it matters. We can stop having crafts fairs and farmer's markets and all <laughs> kinds of stupid Mayfest. Anything with fest at the end of it. Uh, Rocklahoma. Get rid of all of it. Just get rid of all of it. We don't need any of it. D-Fest. That's a that's an older Tulsa tradition. Yeah. Blue Dome Art Fest. Get rid of first Friday art walk. Get rid of all of it. Because there's no novelty to it. I like the novelty of the of the Renaissance Fair is that people are dressed like dumb faggots yeah. and they're and you get a turkey leg and a beer and you just wander around outside <laughs> looking at shit you can buy. If you get rid and of the eating fair food and drinking beer outdoors, it's like, do I really want to go see a bunch of people dressed like weirdos talking in fake accents? Nope. You and well that and you marvel at the wonder of corsets. Yeah, there is that. <laughs> but that's the thing, you go to these art fests, you fucking pride man? Chicks in the skippiest tops they could possibly find, little short shorts. I mean, it was like a rave. They were out there dressed yeah. in raver clothes in the middle of the day, just drinking and doing drugs. Just legalize, legalize being drunk in the street, and we can stop having these stupid festivals that nobody really wants to go to. Mm-hmm. Unless you want to get drunk outdoors. It's a party. It's a party. It's a party. But I th it's the novelty. If you if you could just go downtown tonight, you know, tonight's, well, tonight's a Monday, but if you go downtown tonight and walk to Arnie's and get a Guinness and then leave Arnie's and walk across the street to Red's with that same Guinness, it'd be like, all right, cool. Then then on Saturday, when they're saying, oh, we're having Reconciliation Day or whatever stupid thing they've made up to block traffic, <laughs> close off a whole fucking section of town for no good goddamn reason so that you can walk from Arnie's to Red's with a beer in your hand. You'd go, why the fuck do I want to do this? They do this at St. Patrick's Day. And St. Patrick's Day in Oklahoma is either cold or rainy. Yeah. But... Everybody gathers outside at Kilkenny's. They close off Cherry Street. They put up a big fucking stage and all these dumb Irish bands that nobody likes come up and play. Also, you can get a green beer and a plastic cup and stand around outside with your stupid little hat and your little stupid fucking Mardi Gras beads and be like, I'm Irish. Get fucked. No, if I could do that every day, I have no interest in coming to your stupid festival. Yep. The novelty is what makes it, and the novelty only exists because we have dumb fuck liquor laws that say that I can't go on the strip down Brookside and walk out of our bar and walk into Sharky's carrying a beer. I have to finish my beer at our bar and walk into Sharky's and buy another beer. It's dumb. That's pretty dumb. It's dumb. And, and it's frankly frustrating because I would not have had to be outside in the pouring rain if we weren't 
constantly adding new new excuses to drink outdoors. New, new excuses to drink, yeah. Everybody's afraid of, oh, well, they're, they're trying to get rid of 4th of July and replace it with Juneteenth. No, they just want another day to drink outdoors. Mm-hmm. Hey, I go, we're going to the Juneteenth Festival this weekend. Next weekend's Pride. Two weeks prior to that was Mayfest. The week prior to that, we were at the Blue Dumb. And the week prior to that, we went to the Renaissance Fair. Every Saturday, we're finding a reason to go outdoors and drink. Every fucking Saturday. People just like drinking. Yeah. In public. In public. Fucking stupid. <laughs> Went to the Arts District Art Walk, got drunk. Went to this special beer pub crawl, got drunk. I get it. I like drinking, too. I don't particularly like being outside, yeah. but I do like drinking. And the couple of it, like, I like, I like Oktoberfest a lot because Oktoberfest has one thing going for it that Mayfest doesn't. You know what it is? Wiener schnitzel? No, it's that it's fucking fall, <laughs> so it's not hot outside. Yep. You're wearing a jacket. I'm going to put on this jacket and go drink outside. If I get too hot, I can take the jacket off. If I get too cold, I can you know drink more beer. Yeah. Mayfest, you're in shorts and a tank top, hot as balls, sweating and getting sunburnt, drinking beer, which is only making you hotter. Mm-hmm. Fall? Fall's a great time for drinking outside. Sure. We should have like 1st of October. Drinking outside starts today. Starts. <laughs> Outdoor drinking. Pertuber. <laughs> it, it's, it's, just, it's just a stupid... Like When I was in Vegas a couple years ago for the dick show, I did not know that Vegas had open container laws where if I have a drink in my hand and I'm on the strip, I can just carry it anywhere I want. Oh, it doesn't have open container yeah, laws. Yeah, it doesn't have them. Yeah. Or it has open container laws where open containers are legal. I'm not sure how. Because gotcha, gotcha. there's a place downtown here called the Boxyard, uh-huh. which is a bunch of stupid cargo containers yeah. that they're slowly combining into. There was The idea was that every cargo container would be one store. Yeah, one little now, tiny store. Now more and more cargo containers are merging together into one bigger store uh-huh. because they're realizing that a little like... You don't want people just want 40, to go to one place, not 40 different ones. 40 by 10 is not really a good uh, place where you can have a back room, yep. an office, and display your merchandise. Unless you're one person. Unless, yeah, unless you're one person. But there's a bar on the upper level of that. And you know what that place is called? What? Open container. It's a uh, get it? Ha ha. It's a play on play words. words. Cause you're drinking outside. Yes. Now, in a container. There's a little line where if you cross that line, you're now you're now publicly intoxicated. Inside the line, everything's fine. Outside the line, publicly intoxicated. You can't drink that beer out of here. What's the difference? Nothing. <laughs> Fucking nothing. I'm the idea is it comes from uh, Christian morality where they did yes. they where they think that alcoholism is bad. In fact, we're we're only just now like we Coming only off of our blue laws, yeah, it's miserable. Which which uh, are still slightly restrictive. I think uh, liquor places can only open at noon 11. on Sundays the or early, eleven. No, I don't. Are they allowed? I don't think they're allowed to be open on Sundays still. They are, well, I think that's the. Are they allowed to be open now? Now, on Sundays? That, now they're on Sundays, but it's a restrictive time period, which I think is n- then getting pushed back again. So anyway, uh, the line there. It's, it's the idea was that you don't want kids to see people drinking outside, but a kid can walk down the street and look up and see you drinking on that little patio. Yep. It's only 10 feet up there. Yeah. I, I see you drunk. So there's no, there's, you're not protecting anyone from anything. Also, if you're drinking a White Claw, it's just, it's just a drink. It, they're all just drinks. They're, yeah. I mean, they're all just drinks, but. So when I was in Vegas, we kept walking out of casinos, you know, walk out of a casino, walk 30 feet, walk into the next casino. Uh-huh. And I kept slamming whiskeys 
because that's what I was ordering. Because I think this is prior to me really getting starting to drink beer. I'm just slamming whiskeys down every time. I w- and the thing is, we'd walk into a place, hit a bar. I'd order a drink. We drink a little bit of it. And then we walk out. Yeah. So I'm just slamming whiskeys and I'm getting hammered really quick. And then we walk out of a place like day two or three. And Dick still has his drink in his hand. I go, I go, you have you didn't leave your drink behind. He goes, oh, it's open container on the strip. Or no, I think we walked past someone holding a drink in their hand. Uh-huh. I'm like, that guy's got a mar- uh, margarita in his hand. And, and Dick says, yeah, it's open container on the strip. I'm like, what? Like, yeah, if you're on the strip. The you place can, where everyone's drinking and having fun. You can just. If, if and walk into every place. As you're on the strip, you can just carry a drink in your hand and, and it's no big deal. And I'm like. Well, well, why didn't you fucking sense. tell me this? <laughs> I've been slamming whiskeys all weekend every time I get, exit a door and leaving glasses just yeah. in random places near doors. I could have been way less drunk than I have been. <laughs> Spent way less money, too. Uh-huh. Oh, man. It was... and But that that's utopia. You know, the ability to just take this out, walk past here. At the very least, at the very least, in the, in the district where the drinking's happening. Yeah. Yep. But we can't do that. We have to keep the novelty because otherwise Mayfest won't make a lot of money and the city will have no reason to keep doing it. They already have no reason because it's fucking stupid. <laughs> They're constantly coming up with these Tulsa Tough. Um, center what, of the Universe. Center of the Universe Music Festival. The There was a mud run this weekend. It's just things you can show up to and drink outside because that's what people want to yeah, do. You, you brought up like Rocklahoma. Yeah. Uh, that's the big... Oklahoma-based out, outdoor concert thing, mm-hmm. uh, and half the people there are there. Like, yeah, I know one band, and or I I generally like rock music, and so I'm going to go here and drink. You know, when I go to Canes or you know uh, the Brady or you know wherever to see a see a band, it's you know you're getting beer spilled on you constantly, and, constantly, yeah. and uh, that's there's what just, Pepsi cups littered on the floor. The whole floor is sticky. That's one of the great things about the Canes is that there's a huge bar. I mean, no, I think it only serves beer and a few types of hard alcohol. Yeah. It's not like a full cocktail bar, but no. there, there's a. It's a huge bar that has multiple bartenders. I mean, uh-huh. you walk up. There's usually a line, but yeah. you're not. You were still in the venue. Yes. All you have to do while, you while you're in line, and- you're facing the stage, and you just when the, the it moves, you just turn around and walk uh-huh. close to the bar. It's great if you're if you like to drink. I don't like to drink while I'm there. Me either. <laughs> but and I also hate that everyone else is drinking because everything's me, sticky. Me too. But yep. it's we just have to get rid of this because it's so tiresome. It's so annoying to have all these dumb festivals that exist for one purpose and one purpose only. Just so people can not drink at home and not mm. drink in a bar. Like they they feel sleazy doing it and they feel sleazy because this goes to a larger thing in culture of thinking that alcohol is bad and will, is, will kill yeah. you. It's like dry counties, dry counties and stuff. Al- liquor is not bad. It's a tool. Yeah. It's a social lubricant. It's a fun thing to experiment with. You know, it's you, tasty sometimes. It's, some of it's real tasty <laughs> and everybody has different tastes and you can try. You can try. You could literally only drink whiskey and drink a new whiskey every day, and probably if you if you had access to them, yeah. you had an unlimited supply of different sure. whiskeys. Yeah. You could try a different whiskey every day and drink that until you're blackout drunk every day for the rest of your fucking life and never drink the same thing twice. Yep. And that's just whiskey. That's just what I know of. Yeah. What I what I'm tuned into. 
And then the possibilities become even more endless when you start to consider that every whiskey has its own little flavor. And categories of whiskey, yeah. No, no, not just categories. Like you take bourbon, right? And but four roses taste different than Buffalo yeah. Trace. Now, now I take that and I put it in an old fashioned and just a just a straight plain old fashioned with an ounce of simple syrup, two ounces of bourbon, three dashes of Angostura bitters, yep. an orange peel squeezed over the top, and a cherry on ice in my glass. Just it's now that, a different thing. Completely. Two different whiskeys, two totally different things. Yep. Well, now, what if I use a sugar cube instead of simple syrup? What if I use rich simple syrup? What Demerara if I use syrup. yeah a different type of bitters, not Angostura, but orange just a, bitters. A, a orange yeah. orange bitters or blood peach orange bitters, bitters or blood or, orange bitters, yeah. or a, I'd make my own bitters. Yep. What if I add a little bit two different types of whiskey together, and it just and that's one cocktail, yeah. one cocktail that you're fucking with. That's uh, when it was your birthday. Yeah. I drank old fashions the whole night. Yeah. Different ones. Different ones every time. It's it's not a bad thing. And I think that the reason why we have bad things with alcoholism and whatnot is because we treat alcohol as this like societal evil. I mean, I driver's ed, we had women come in from Mothers Against Drunk Driving uh-huh. to tell us how bad drunk driving was. And then personally accused us of being complicit in the murder of their children. Like us 14 year olds, bitch. I don't know if you know this, but I have never a had alcohol or B driven. (laughs) So maybe you could, I don't know, shut the fuck up and stop with the accusatory language. Whole programs. Uh, what was the one, um, operation aware? Oh, drugs and alcohol are bad. This is all the stuff they'll do to you. Mad, uh, dare. dare. Yeah. Fuck off. Stop demonizing shit. Tell people how to use stuff responsibly. It's it's retarded. It's retarded, and it's retarded that I have to fucking work in the pouring rain so that you stupid assholes can have your little fucking party outside. Fuck it, go to drink at a bar like regular people. <laughs> they, they were there were people complaining. Walmart drove a semi truck through the parade as like a parade float. Okay. And they just taped a little banner. Walmart supports love of all colors or something, you know, literally taped to the side Uh of a giant Walmart truck. Didn't like do a wrap on the truck. So that, and they're like, Oh, it seemed kind of cheap. And and, uh, yeah, it's called pandering. Walmart was pandering to you because they think you're so fucking stupid that if they put a rainbow flag under their logo, you will go, Oh, Walmart likes gay people. I should shop at Walmart. They think you're fucking stupid. And clearly you are stupid. You're stupid and you should feel bad. Because corporate pandering worked. I love that image. All the like evil corporations and culture, you know, yeah. the fictional ones, Wayland Utani, Umbrella Corp. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's the the lab in Portal? Aperture Labs. Aperture Labs. OCP. OCCP. All with their. I guess no. It's just OCP. OCCP is something else. Anyway. They all have their like rainbow flag thing. Like, yeah, they're pandering to you because they think you're fucking stupid and it works. It works. They put a black square. They must love black lives. <laughs> and now a year later, they're like, oh, it seems like all this stuff was pandering. Like, yeah, you'll never fucking learn. You will never learn. Yep. Just let me drink outside. Let me walk out of Arnie's. Let me walk down to the max and let me carry a beer while I go there. Fuck it. Let me walk out of Arnie's. Let me walk to, uh, Pearl Beach Brew Pub, <laughs> which is a good 
mm, three quarters of a mile yeah. and let me drink a beer on the walk. I'm not driving. As long as I'm not stumbling down drunk, drunk in public, what's the difference? What's the difference between a plastic cup full of beer and this plastic cup full of water? I mean, this one's not translucent. But let's say it's translucent. Yeah. I put Dr. Pepper in it. What's the difference? Nobody gives a shit when I'm drinking. No one walks by me and goes like, oh, that guy has a beer in his the hand. The difference is about 5%. Yeah, that guy has a beer in his hand. I can't believe this. Oh, oh. That's oh, that's what gets oh, me is oh, a beer. Yeah. Well, a beer is what, 5 7%? Yeah. A 5? How much How much does that hold? Uh, I think these are 24-ounce glass cups. Anyway, say your point. Five percent of that. Five percent. That's a thirty-two ounce cup. It's four cups. Five percent. Yeah. Is alcohol. Yeah. Everything else is stuff. Just stuff. Wheat water. And the thing is, like, if I drank an O'Doul's, would that be okay? Can I just O'Doul's is an alcoholic beer? Yeah. Can I just walk around drinking O'Doul's? I mean, I assume that's fine. I assume so. Yeah. Same thing. Just that five percent separates us. But people are going to go, oh, that guy's drinking a beer. Oh, my God. <gasps> but you put, you put a little fence around us. You call it, you put, you put up some barricades. This is Mayfest. Oh, that guy's enjoying his Mayfest. <laughs> Didn't buy any art. Just got hammered in the street. Yep. Tim, what's your first issue this week? Here's what I don't get. Uh, bad endings. Yeah. Um, I finished up a comic I was reading. Uh the other day called I am a hero. It's a manga, but I'm just comic. Mm. Uh, it's, a, it's a post-apocalyptic zombie. Well, I say post-apocalyptic. Hey, it's an apocalyptic zombie comic. Um, uh, it was fairly long running for a comic. It was 250 something issues, something like that. Was um, that monthly. I don't recall if this was monthly or weekly. But, I would hope it was weekly because that's like five years a weekly versus yeah yeah you know. it must have been weekly, um, it was not that long running, uh, it was serial it was it was a serialized comic, in that you know it Kevin wasn't Crunch was starring yes, <laughs> it wasn't a standalone work you know that was envisioned and then put out you know this was on i assume a weekly basis you know someone had this guy had the idea and whether he had the ending in mind or not is out is is irrelevant because it's serialized because mm-hmm. that means if he's if his sales not sale if interest started dropping 30 issues in and he got canceled he would have had to wrap it up quickly quickly yeah um like heroes didn't yes <laughs> Well, that's the thing is this goes, this is for like all genre. This is for every single serialized thing, right? Yes. Star Trek. TNG. Mm-hmm. Serialized television. I don't know if they ever had that ending in mind. TNG's ending. I, I, don't know I if, doubt it. I think they probably came up with that at the end of they, season six. Because it's a very character based ending. I mean, I'm talking specifically about the last scene in TNG. Mm, the yes. poker scene. Right, because I think the poker scene in TNG is very emblematic of its its of its main character and the changes he's gone through. Um, but at the same time, it was also episodic, so they couldn't build to that. It's not like twenty four, right? Where 
not the series wide arc, but uh, a, a season wide arc, uh-huh. you have to wrap up all of the threads you've kind of threaded through this. Yeah. In to the end, and so if you have any character arcs you're trying to make, they mm-hmm. have to end at that point. Yes. Character based or or plot based, whatever your arcs are, all have to end there. Yeah. And they are dealing with a fixed number of things uh-huh. versus something like um, Lost. Yeah. Where they started, they started, they put all these threads out and then they decided, okay, this is the last season. And they had just, they just kept adding threads uh-huh. instead of ever tying any of them off. And that's why people hated Lost once it was over. That's why people hated, um, people uh, hated Game of Thrones. People love Game of Thrones until, until the last, last season. season. I, I don't know if you remember that, but like. It went from we love this show, it's the best thing ever, to immediately to you need to go back and refilm this the ending. <laughs> yeah. Uh it it took the Justice League years to get the Snyder cut. Yeah. Game of Thrones was immediate. That's how bad that was. Now, I am a hero's ending was not that bad. But it was it was bad enough that I I read it and was like, uh Google, I am a hero ending. What the fuck was up? <laughs> it was the, uh, the ending was one of those like life goes on endings, which I don't have a problem with when those are done. That's the well, way TNG ends. The way TNG ends. Yeah. They're going to keep on their continuing mission to explore yes. strange new worlds, but we've wrapped up Picard and, in, in that he's now, if you take Picard in episode uh-huh. one, Hold on, let me uh, let me play this. You know, <laughs> being that we're going to go off into a TNG uh, yes. thing and talk too much about Star Trek, let me go ahead and play this for everyone because I, I wouldn't want anyone to be confused as to what we are talking about. Oh, it's Here's what I don't get. These are the ramblings of Tab and Tim. Their continuing mission bitch about modern Star Trek. To point out, old Trek was often just as bad. Was it to boldly go where many podcasts have gone before. So Picard in episode one, there's the whole scene where he's talking to Riker and he says... I'm not good with kids. Uh-huh. You got to keep kids away from me. Yep. I think he was trying to tell him that he's a registered sex offender, <laughs> but he's also talks about how he has to keep this distance from the crew. Uh-huh. And then the, the last scene in, in all good things, he has joined the poker game and he has become one with the crew. Now they yeah. kind of do that in the movies. Yes. Which is unfortunate. But while we, while we can imagine that TNG ends with them, continuing in uh-huh. in their continuing voyages and discovering all this stuff his little story arc has been nicely wrapped up yes and and it's done it's done piece by piece throughout the yep. series with things like uh, connected the episode where him and beverly are are uh-huh. mentally linked tapestry tapestry the, the episode of the kids which is just called uh, is it just called kids? No, no. The one where they're turned into kids was is called Rascals. They're, they're Rascals. talking about the one where he they get trapped. The one where they get Starship trapped. Starship Mine. Starship Mine. I believe that's the name. He's trapped in the. Uh, I was I was almost gonna say elevator. It's that, not an elevator. It's a turbo. It's lift. a turbo lift. No, that's not Starship Mine. I'm trying to remember what the name of that episode is. But yeah, it it's like that where we've slowly 
he's he's grown over the course of small small little steps throughout mm-hmm. this year. And that's the great thing about episodic television yes. is that you can do an episode where Picard learns a little lesson about himself. Yes. And then you can pay it all off at the end. Uh-huh. Versus serialized, you have to go like, all right, season one, he's going to have the stuff with Beverly, blah, blah, blah. And then we're going to, you can't do that in, you, you have to have a good plan of where uh-huh. you're going, at least an end point. Yeah. Because like you said, at any point, it's like, oh, season five is not going well. We got to wrap this shit up. And you got to race to the end. Yeah. Instead of, but I don't, I don't think Lost had that. They didn't have an end. No, they mind. never had an ending in mind. And that's what this felt like. Because while the main character, the main character starts off very goofy and he is not, he is not the like typical, oh, I'm stuck in it. He's not, he's not um, Carl. He's not Carl. He's not Rick from The Walking Dead. Yeah. He's a, you were thinking coral, weren't you? Coral. Coral. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, that's a spoiler alert for the end of the comic, Walking Dead comic. Because uh, it starts to be about coral? Uh, the last issue is about coral. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, I mean, it was, it, like I said, this was, this, this ending to me was so bad that I was like, what? Because they had the main character's thread, right? It's, it's, uh, the main character surviving through the zombie apocalypse, right? Uh, and then there was a, side uh character and his his journey through the apocalypse and then a third a tertiary character and of course they all came together at the end um and then went their separate ways again but like the comic had this uh very interesting for for a zombie apocalypse like a very interesting lore um that they didn't really explain any of and you're really hoping to have all this stuff explained to you, like um, why if you get bitten and then uh, survive the zombie bite and become a regular human again, why uh, are you telepathically connected, telepathically connected with all the other people that has that that has also happened to, and why do you have like super strength and shit? Um, that none of that is explained. Uh, it's not explained why the zombies can like mass form into giant flesh creatures. Uh, it's never explained why they stop, why the zombie apocalypse stops. Um, there's a lot of big questions. There's a lot of huge questions in this series that don't get wrapped up. And the main character, like it, he's like a, he is a hero by the end of the story. And like the last chapter is like, he's run out of bullets, but he finds, um, he goes to the gun, he goes to a gun store and they have a, like a bullet casing, like a, like a make your own bullet stand thing that no one used, but he, and now he's the only one that knows how to use it. So he takes these car wheels and melts them down into like, you know, metal for, for these slugs for this rifle. He has, he makes his own bullets and you're like, where is this going? He's the only person around in the city. There's no zombies anymore. He's waiting for like help to come. And then it's like six months later, it's all snowy and he's still like surviving around. He's like, I'm going to go survive some more. I would be, I cannot express how frustrated I'd be with that. It was very frustrating. That's the way I I can accept like that kind of, you know, well, you know, uh, well, I've got to survive now, but I've, but I've reached my, um, 
I'm a hero now and you know, I know how to survive now and I'm a changed man because of it, but it really wasn't. No, it especially just... because he devolved in like the peak of the, um, this, the story where like all three groups meet together. He's like on a super tall, like skyscraper tall crane with a slug rifle picking off zombies like at a building across the way, helping the other people. And it's a, and then while this huge mass of flesh eating zombie is trying to grab these people that are trying to escape on a helicopter, it's a really cool, like final battle scene. And then he gets swallowed up by the big main character gets swallowed up by the big zombie monster and the helicopter lifts off. You see the, what happens to the people on the helicopter. They find like a small town that, has barely survived with like a natural hot spring and they live, they end up living there. Mm -hmm. Like the end of I am legend. Yes. Like the end of I am legend. Um, uh, but then it's like six months later. Oh, here's your main character. We never explain how he got out of the flesh monster thing other than like, it would be like if, so I, cause I, that's the way the Will Smith, I am legend ends, right? He sacrificed himself to save the, the boy and And the lady and his mom. And then they go to the new thing, new, whatever, the, yes. the little town. The little town. It'd be like if then they cut to Will Smith still hanging out in New York doing his little research shit. Yeah, and not only had he like it, it was it'd be like that, but also he had revor- he had like um uh reverted back reverted to- back to his original like depressed I'm the only person alive state. Because that ha- that that's what happens in the comic. So uh for those people maybe don't didn't do piles and piles of script analysis classes. (laughs) Um, The way character arcs are supposed to work, right, is your character starts out with a a specific attribute Mm -hmm. at the beginning of your story. Um, As an example that everyone knows, let's talk about, and this isn't a good one. I'm trying to think of a good one. A character who has a really good, strong arc. So your character starts out with a specific attribute that is a strength, but also a weakness. You do Iron Man? Yeah, we could do Iron Man. Yeah. Yeah. So Iron Man starts out where he's cocksure and self-centered. Yes. And he starts out at the beginning of the movie like that. And then... Even the beginning... You could say even the beginning of the MCU. Beginning of the MCU. If you want to talk about... They kind of repeat his arc over and over and over again. Sure. So his... He starts out very self-centered and and only cares about himself. Mm -hmm. And then a thing changes him. The moment in the cave yeah, and he reaches the apex of his arc, which is the beginning middle of act two. Your character is the furthest he can be from his original self. Yes. And in Iron Man's case, he becomes very selfless and focused on only destroying the weapons. Uh-huh. He doesn't care about the risk to himself. He only cares about doing this thing. So then at the end of Iron Man, he comes full arc when he adopts his more self-centered self-assured persona but also wants to be a good guy who protects the world with the i am iron man moment where he's synthesized his original self and his new self into a place that is now an arc close far away from the original but closer to that than Yes. Where he was at the as as apex. That's a good character arc. Iron Man is a great example. Thank you, Tim. 
when you revert stuff like that, which is like what they do with Iron Man 2, when uh-huh. back at the beginning, Iron Man 2, once again, he's self-centered and full of himself and only cares about number one again. And he has to go through that same fucking arc again, which is very annoying. Yes. <laughs> and which is one of his. And also in three. And also in three. I'm going to call out, I'm going to call out this villain live on TV and hope he doesn't bomb my house. hope he doesn't bomb my house. And so they, they do do that a bunch, but if you look at it overall, cause then his final thing is his final act in the MCU is a moment of self-sacrifice yeah. to save everyone else, which is the antithesis of what he was, but he does it for a selfish reason, which is to protect his wife and daughter. Yeah. You know, spoiler alert. <laughs> I'm okay with an ending where Robert Neville figures out that he's the monster. Yeah. Which is what they cut out of I am legend. (laughs) Uh, But that has to be the end of his arc. That's the end of his story to revert him back is to have made everything you read pointless. Yes. When you're talking about character and maybe plot wise, it's different, but that is very frustrating. And it's, uh, I think a great example of a bad ending in an episodic series talking about star Trek is X files. You know, they tried to do this oh, yeah. mix of episodic stuff and myth arc myth stuff. Arc, yeah. And they really ran out of steam after the movie came out. Yeah, like, the myth stuff goes nowhere. And then the natural end of the series, like we find out what happened to Samantha. Uh-huh. Um, Mulder has, has kind of come his full arc by the end of season seven. And they decided, well, the show's doing really well, so we got to keep on keep going. going. So they did, they did eight and seasons eight and nine and they try to bring this arc is finished but now we have to kind of launch a new mini arc and tie it into the old arc so Mm -hmm. we can pretend and then they did the move the second movie which was dog shit and then they did that revival series which was dog shit and they did another one which i never watched because the first (laughs) one was dog shit and it's like this is really it's really like a car that Started out real strong, yep. But you never got the oil change or did any kind of maintenance, so you're coming into year twelve and shit's just falling off and it's shaking and popping and shit. And you never, you never got new tires mm-hmm. and you're just like, what are you doing? You gotta you, put it. You down. clearly had no plans with this. <laughs> just, just park it. Let it, let yeah. it sit on the side of the highway and die. Yeah, that's a great issue, Tim. Thank you. Well, that takes us to the middle of our episode, which means it's time for. This episode is brought to you in part by the Ricada News Network. Definitely not fake news. Well, Tim, what news do we have today? Uh, Our first news story comes to us from across the pond. Tom, I know that uh, you have the utmost faith faith in uh, government employees. Hmm. Um, So this is probably going to blow your mind. But um, a... Classified Ministry of Defense documents containing details about the HMS Defender and the British military were found at a bus stop in Kent. Uh, it was a set of documents to discuss the likely Russian reaction to the HMS Defender's passage through Ukrainian waters off the Crimean coast on Wednesday. Oh, I heard that. So, Tim, do you do you know what they're claiming with this this boat entering Russian waters? What? They're saying it was a GPS attack that made the boat think that it was in... It was in the right spot. Yeah. Do you know what the movie that this is based on is? What? Tomorrow Never Dies, the James Bond film. In that, Ricky Jay, the magician, steals a device that allows him to change the GPS oh, that's coordinates right. of, of, the, sal- of the yeah the HMS Bedford Bedfordshire or something that's like that. Right. And it makes that boat think it's in 
uh, international waters, but it's actually in Chinese waters, and then they the sink it themselves. Yeah. yeah, to try and start a Chinese British war. Yeah, yeah, that is this story, and I'm I'm reading this article about this, and I go, this is the fucking plot that tomorrow never <laughs> dies. Like I saw this one. Yeah, uh, it also detailed plans for a possible UK military presence in Afghanistan after the US led NATO operation. Someone there. left this shit at a bus stop. Someone left this at a bus stop. This has got to be a dead drop for their Russian contact. It has to. I mean. And the Russian contact didn't get there in time. It was almost 50 pages of documents. Yeah. They were found in a soggy heap behind a bus stop in Kent. Um, found by a member of, of course, a, a citizen, a yeah. uh, member of the public mm-hmm. found these. Um, the BBC believes that the documents, which include emails and PowerPoint presentations, originated in the office of a senior official at the Ministry of Defense. <sighs> yeah, this is, I mean, that definitely sounds like a dead drop that went wrong. It does. Like, I'm going to go wait. But for also. The, I'm going to wait for the bus with this pile of papers. And, oh, I'm getting a phone call. Let me set mm-hmm. the papers down and answer this phone. What? I need to get to my grandmother's immediately. <laughs> I'll be right there. And then I get up and walk away and leave the pile of papers. And some guy walks up and sits down and puts them in his bag. And it no- does sound like a dead job, but also the plot to a goddamn James Bond movie. We got a fucking shitty dead drop. We got <laughs> GPS hacking going on. This is a terrible movie we're in now. Someone change the goddamn channel, please. <laughs> okay, um, I will change the channel. You want to watch Cops instead? Yes, Bad Boys, what you want, what uh, you want to do. Unfortunately for you, Tab, our next news story is about Cops. Uh, John Langley, the creator of the long-running TV show Cops, mm-hmm. uh, passed away oh. um, in Baja, Mexico, of an apparent heart attack during a road race. Oh, my God. <laughs> Uh, It was the coast-to-coast Ensenada San Felipe 250 off-road race. Um, Oh, this is in, this is in like Baja buggies. Yes. Wow. He was 78. Um, (laughs) Why are you going on an off-road race when you're 78 years old? This dude fucked. That's why. (laughs) Um, Uh. Yeah, he created, um, he created cops. Bad boys, yeah. what you want? Born what in, you want? Born. What you gonna do? He was born in Oklahoma City. I didn't know that. Yeah. When the shoving junk junk comes for you, I don't ever know what that what that phrase is. Uh, Sheriff John, when Sheriff John Brown comes for you, is that what it is? Yeah. I, I thought it was. I thought it was just mumbly shit. The rest of it is chicken mumbly. musket. The rest of it is mumbly. Not by that dog, baby, dog, Vicky. That's all about how he's gay. My mama don't know that I'm gay. <laughs> My daddy doesn't know that I'm gay. Hey, hey. <laughs> Duh. Yeah. Bad boys, bad boys. Because it's about it's about guys who sag their pants, right? That's yes. A, that's a sign that you're a bottom in yes. prison. Yeah. Um, what so, you going to uh, do? F's in the chat. F's in the chat, boys. Uh, watch a rerun of Cops in his name. Cops is filmed live and on location with the men and women of Law enforcement. Cops is filmed live in front of a studio audience. <laughs> Wouldn't that be great? That would be pretty great. Yeah. That's one of the best episodes of the X-Files. Speaking of the X-Files, they do an episode where they're on cops. Uh-huh. And My Name is Earl did two cops episodes that really? were great. Yeah. <laughs> I don't uh, think I've seen those. The the X-Files episode, they're chasing a boggart, if you like um, Harry, Potter. Harry Potter, which is a monster that changes forms. So they're, they... They like question a lady, and she's clearly describing Freddy Krueger, and then these people uh-huh. describe another thing. It's clearly a, some kind of monster that changed forms yes. based on your fears. 
Um, and then My Name is Earl does two cops episodes that are both fucking great. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, well, our third news story is more of a warning. Mm. Now, this is not to anyone in particular we know. Of course just, not. It's a general this is just warning. general news. Um, police in Japan are arresting YouTube users that post movie summaries. Oh, my God. Three Japanese citizens have been arrested for posting 10-plus-minute movie summaries on YouTube. So so a summary being a re- like a recitation of the events that happened in a movie. Like a recap of like sorts. A, like a, well, that's a great word for it, yeah, Tim. Yeah. Yes. Um, yeah, police in Japan have arrested three individuals, uh, who were, uh, posting these summaries, um, because these channels use actual footage of the movies they sum up often, including even often, even including spoilers, the copyright holders feel that this damages their revenue generation potential, um, and, you know, destroying like trailer views mm-hmm. um, and saying that like their synopses are so good that it discourages people from even watching the movie in the first place. Yeah. Um, oh, well, in that case, you know, I, I don't think I don't think a lot of YouTubers would have a lot to fear because most of their synopses suck. Yeah. Or like, you know, why would you make a whole channel where you just synopsize movies? People people don't want to hear that. People want to know, your, you know, how you how what you think about a movie, you know, like a, a review, like a review. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, they would like you to like deconstruct it, uh, hack it up into little pieces and, and, uh, use your years of experience with film and other things. And some of your, your critical analysis to your own life experiences to illustrate why things are good or bad. Yes. Yeah. Um, Are they going to be asking people at customs and you're going to Japan? Like, do you host a YouTube channel where you recap films? It sounds like they're going to have to start. Uh, The NHK estimates that the movie industry, their movie industry is losing an average of $10. $10? Per view of these. Wow. um, So if you had, if you had like a small YouTube channel with only a few thousand subscribers, you, you're only probably costing them like 40 or 50 bucks. Exactly. Yeah. But well, if you're good. getting like thirty-two thousand views, yeah. Well, video, if you're like a real, you if like you're a big real YouTuber, yeah, yeah, yeah. like Red Letter Media, yes, you know, or or Cinemask or something that people watch, yeah. You add another zero onto there, and that's how much money you've stolen from people that really want that money back. You're a thief. Yep. Yeah. That's a that's a big warning. If you're out there making YouTube videos where you where you give synopsis of films, you better watch your back, Jack. Yep. It is not. Tim, and I repeat, it is not honorable. No, 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 no. No. You wouldn't um, download a movie synopsis. <laughs> you wouldn't watch a movie synopsis. <laughs> you wouldn't steal a policeman's helmet and then shit, shit into it and mail it back to him. Uh, and steal it again. <laughs> this Well, this has been... Call that a news. This is a news. Well, that takes care of our legal obligations this week, Tim, but you know what it doesn't take care of? What? Sending out warnings to anybody we may know personally or professionally who recites movie synopses. And if you want to help us with that, you can visit us at patreon.com forward slash H-W-I-D-G, which stands for... Here's what I don't get. Which is the name of our show, and over there we have five tiers. We have the one buck tier, which gets early access to each week's episode, plus our monthly minisodes and our video live streams. We have our $2 tier. We do the random bits and bobs here and there. No idea when we're going to do another one, another thing on that tier, but it will be. Actually, no, we talked about what we want to do on that tier. I think we're going to do a uh, commentary on the birdcage. 
Yes. Nathan Lane, yes. Robin Williams. One of one of my personal favorite movies. I don't know if it, is it a favorite of yours? Yes, absolutely. Uh, been one of my favorites for you introduced me to it, but yeah, for my whole life. And then I talked about. I think you caught it on TV the first time, right? I yeah, I caught part of it on TV, yeah. and and I remember Tim was like, I had talked about it, and then Tim and I got together, and he said, I I saw part of the Birdcage, and I said, yeah, and he goes, now I understand why you're always saying, how about them dolphins? How about them dolphins? Yeah, yeah. Anyway, uh, <laughs> we, I think we're gonna do a movie commentary on that because it is a great movie, yeah. and I haven't watched it. Too, I haven't watched it enough times this year. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I think I watched it last last year. So okay, Good. definitely need to watch it this of year. Of course. Uh, then we have our $5 tier where we do our monthly bonus episodes. Here's what I do get where we drop the hate and talk about what's great. Just released one of those uh, this week, yep. and I don't remember what any of the do gets were on it, and I don't have that piece of paper in front of me. So fucking listen to it if you want to know. And, <laughs> and I told everyone my Instagram is on that, so if you want to follow me on Instagram, I'm not going to say here on the, the main view. You want to, you want the Instagram? you got to yeah, pony up. Yeah. Also, I mentioned it in the mini-sode, which is part of our $1 tier. Then finally, we have our 10 or no, not finally. Then we have our $10 tier where you, the fans, submit a film. You vote on what film we watch, and we sit down and watch it and record a feature link commentary. This month, we did Time Cop, and for July, the submission so far uh, Independence Day Resurgence. So that's. I don't know what that is. I don't know. I don't think it's a real movie. I think someone made it up. I have to delete it. Legally Blonde. I've seen that. I'm sorry. I've seen the beginning of that yeah, that's before I changed the channel. Yeah, that's what I meant. <laughs> uh, Psycho Goreman, which I've heard good things yeah, about. Yeah, I've heard uh, Rich Evans is in that. Is he really? Yes. Uh, and then Human Centipede. Rich Evans is also in that. Which I'm, I have to go back and look at the old info, but I think Human Centipede was vetoed. Ah, uh, therefore ineligible. Therefore for ineligible movie for movie commentary, unfortunately. And also, you just don't want to watch it. Uh... Yeah, but if it got voted, I'd watch it. I mean, I would just hate watch it. I'd we I would take my headphones off and we talk about something else. <laughs> um, but I do think I want to say that that was submitted a few times in the first got, year we did commentaries yeah. and just and got vetoed at some point. That's the only reason why I remember it. Or maybe it made it to the battle royale and then got and then lost. Because if you lose a battle royale, we try and like keep everything encapsulated into one year, so if it doesn't get voted on in the in this the year that it's originally submitted. It's kind of like a, it's a pass. Yeah. Um, or you can just pay up. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. That's true. 3,000 Miles of Graceland has been submitted. I don't know how many times. And we just did a commentary of that for our 50 and final $50 and final tier, our spite producer tier, where you get a say in the show, you can request guests, special commentaries, special bonus episodes, video content, shout outs, personal phone calls. Exclusive content that only you get or other $50 tier members get. It's all up to you as to who gets it and, and when and why. I believe I have a thing coming up to release. Um, one of our commentaries from last month will finally go public uh, here in a few days. Or public as in it'll go to a lower tier. It's July 12th release. Grandma's boy will go to the lower tiers. Oh, nice. Yeah. That was a fun commentary. It was. It was. Surprisingly good commentary. Yes. Yes. <laughs> so anyway, thank you to all our patrons, big and small, for supporting the show. You help make this possible, and we really, really do appreciate it, because otherwise we would not be doing this. We'd mm -hmm. be uh, just shouting into the void. Yeah. Be sitting on the couch shouting into the void. But let's get back to some issues, Tim. Here's what I don't get. Paper checks. I've got one right here that I'm not going to show the face of. But, yeah, let's uh, check. Fuck these, man. 
Do you know what a pain in the ass this is? Yeah. I'm trying to remember the last time I, I, I got one. I get too fucking many of them. Yeah. Direct deposit's a thing. So uh, we had I had a meeting uh, last week or the week before talking about business with my jadab. Yeah. Right. Did you say jadab? Jadab. It's Muslim. (laughs) Okay. Uh, Gotcha. I, we have a payroll company that handles our payroll. Sure. And they told us the cost of what, what it would cost for them to do direct deposit instead of mailing me a check every week, every time we get paid. So we get, we contract group comes into town. They say we need hands. They contract us. We work the hours. We invoice them. They write a check to the payroll company. Mm-hmm. The payroll check. The payroll company pulls that. I I send the client an invoice. I send the payroll company an invoice. Yep. Payroll company gets one big check. They look at it. They go, "All right, I, we got to pull out you know the five percent assessment. We got to uh-huh. pull out the taxes. We got to pull out all this stuff and send all that where it goes. And then we look down this and go like, "All right, Tab gets a hundred dollars. Tim gets eighty dollars." Trucking and tucking gets sixty dollars just yep. based on hours worked, you know, as Whatever it made is. up numbers. And then they mail us all checks, and it gets to me fucking whenever. Uh huh. Well, none of my checks have come. Uh-huh. I've been working for a month, and I haven't gotten fucking one dollar. That's a problem. Yeah, and unemployment st- doesn't pay you on the week you earn money. Number one, and mm-hmm. then they cancel this all because fuck you, you should be back to work, <laughs> you plebs. So uh, I've got no money. I've got negative money right now waiting on these checks. So I contact the guy in the union that handles people's personal information. And I say, Hey, when I updated my address with you like five months ago, did you update it with the payroll people? And he says, no, usually nobody updates their address with me until after they've updated with the payroll company. Mm. I, I thought that I, by telling you, the you person that handles all disseminated this. that because I gave my information to you originally yeah that you then gave to the payroll company well it <laughs> seems like when you need to change something it should also work that i way. gotta exactly i gotta fucking call these people twice so i called them this morning i'm like hey where are these checks and they said we call you back this morning it's now 442 and i've received no phone calls so i don't know maybe i'm not gonna get paid for even more days it's fucking great yeah and all this comes down to they don't offer direct deposit because they say it'll be too expensive for them to offer direct deposit. Uh-huh. Direct deposit, they say what it will cost them per year to offer direct deposit for the 423 members of our call list is 7000 I wrote it down. You wrote it down. $7,009.88. Mm-hmm. And they are willing to cover $500 of that cost, leaving $6,509.88 for us the union to pay them, pay mm-hmm. them to us. Yeah. So when we're discussing this in the meeting, I said, Hey, uh, why don't we just tack that on to the cost of like, just add that to the invoice. You know, we already, we already, we charge them our hourly rate, you know, so I make seven twenty five an hour. Yep. You are higher on the list or you have more skills. You're making $9 yep. an hour just as made up numbers. I'm not working for minimum wage. <laughs> Just as made up numbers, right? But then, so we put all our hours together and it's a $500 bill. Yeah. Right? Then 25% is tacked onto that to cover workman's comp, FICA, uh, payroll taxes. A cut for this payroll company is part of that 25%. How they make money. It's how they make money. So this $500 uh, bill invoice is now a $625 invoice. 
because that little extra on there. Yeah. So you, the client, write a six hundred twenty-five dollar check to the payroll company, who then pays, who then takes that hundred twenty-five dollars, takes their cut, and uses it for their cut and the taxes and stuff yes. that they have to pay, and takes the five hundred dollars that goes to the people working and divides it as it's supposed to be divided. Yep. They say it'll cost seven thousand dollars for them to set up direct deposit instead of which is a, which is not true because other companies do it for much less. Uh-huh. So, but still. I, so I said, why don't they just tack that on the invoice and make it twenty six percent instead of twenty five percent? And they said, I don't know. We'll suggest that to him, and I'm sure they're going to shoot it down. But I th- I looked I looked at this big. I've got a big call coming up. Right, sixty four hands. 16 upriggers, eight downriggers, 12 loaders, three forklift operators, a house electrician, a steward, a compliance officer, and I think that's it. I think that's the list. So it's far. a big show. Is that it? No, this is a medium show. This is a me. This is a this is a small medium show. Okay. Then. This is a medium well show. If well done is small uh-huh. and medium rare is big, yeah. This is a medium well show. Okay. Easily. Shows tw- twice this. Okay. Okay. Medium show. Medium show. I have the ab- I have the ability to estimate. Well, I don't have the. I have one of the part, one of the great parts of my job. Yeah. You know, I just like to work on stuff. Yeah. Well, guess what? I get to do is Excel spreadsheets. Yay. Um, creating an estimate for this thing. You're real but, good at hitting sigma sum, aren't you? Yeah. By, <laughs> by looking at all right, here's how many hours. Here's how many people they want for how many hours, and this is how much it's going to cost. Yeah. I looked at what the cost of this big medium shy show that's coming in. One show. One show that's gonna be here for two weeks. Yeah. Right. So it's a little bigger than other shows. And yeah, yeah, yeah. If we did seven of them and added on one percent to our bill, we would pay for a year of direct deposit. So I'm thinking you could make it like 0.3% or make it one percent. And take the excess and just set it aside in a fund for like paying people when someone doesn't pay. Because that's another big thing about our payroll company is that if a if a group doesn't pay the invoice, they don't pay me. Yeah. So if those people don't pay their bill, I don't get paid. And it's 30 days before we can even start to chase them down. Whereas if they had a big overhead of money, maybe you couldn't do it on a on a hundred person show, but you could do it on these little like four or five people shows. You just write a check. All right, here's Here's your money. You need it. We've got this. It's from the rainy day fund. It's from the rainy day fund, which we use to also pay for the goddamn direct deposit so we can stop sending paper checks, which I then have to deposit with my phone or go to the bank and deposit. Like, I just get an email that goes, bling, your direct deposit of $500, Mm -hmm. whatever, has credited from this payroll company. It's It doesn't seem like it should be that hard. No, 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 no. But no, we're dealing with these goddamn paper checks because without a paper check, it wouldn't matter where I moved. Yeah. I can move to fucking Anchorage, Alaska and come to Tulsa for one day, do one show, get paid $45, and in a couple of weeks, a direct deposit would just bling in my account, yep. $45, unless I change my bank account, which, I mean, how many times do you change your bank accounts in your life? I've, cha- I've, gotten, a, I've gotten a new bank account exactly one time. Yeah. <laughs> I had the checking account open when I was 16 and I have the checking account that I opened when I was 18. That's, I still have that account. It's been 12 years. Yeah. I have reasons for keeping that account though. I'll keep that account forever. Yeah. Even if I move away from Tulsa, cause it's a, it's a Tulsa area bank, but it's, it's weird that I haven't been 
uh, you know, I haven't been an accountant for a large business before. Yeah. But like when the average person is working, right. A lot of things that you have to pay for, uh, like your internet bill, say, mm-hmm. at least for me. And I know that I, I know other people that think like this. I worked seven hours today. That's approximately, let's say $75. My internet bill costs $78 today. Paid for my internet bill. Mark that off the to do list, mm-hmm. right? My, my, you know, what, what, what I did today, no matter what I did, got, no matter what got done, I got paid. That paid for one of the things I have to pay for in my life. Yeah. Um, and if, if even if you don't want to do the like the add the one percent to every show, right? This medium sized show for two weeks, uh, the payroll cost would even if this medium sized show for two weeks cost or um you know made seven thousand dollars, uh, which completely covers the cost of the direct deposit. Yeah. Even if like, so, so that it ended up being no profit outside mm-hmm. of paying for the direct deposit. Wouldn't that be worth it? Yeah. I mean, just that's two weeks out of 52. Just go, just go back to fiscal year, 2018, 2019. Yeah. Right. Cause 2019, 2020's got fucked. It was where, well, yeah. 2020, 2021's fucked. Yep. Hopefully 21-22 is not fucked, right? Hopefully. Fis- fiscal years go half a year. I don't know why. It's fucking dumb. Just go back to 18-19, to that fiscal year. You can look at the invoices yeah. and say, all right, this invoice was $100,000. This invoice was $5,000. This invoice was $300. Uh-huh. Take all the invoices and total them up. Yep. And then and then figure out how many of what percentage you have to pull out of all of those to equal $7,000. It's probably not a lot. Yeah. It's, it's probably like 0.2 or 0.3%. Yeah. Just to hit the $7,000 mark. Now double that and make the and just add it on. Cuz it's not that's the other thing is we we negotiate our individual rates. We negotiate our hours and our multipliers and all that. All that's negotiated the with yeah, the yeah. union yep. and it is in the contract. The contract says this is what we get paid. This mm-hmm. is how, this is our, these are our minimums. minimums. These are our, you know, holidays get this, overtime yep. gets this, time over, you know, after midnight before eight gets this. That's what we talk about. And then the people put on the show, sign it and say, we agree. Yeah. We don't do the, the extra 25%. That's another negotiation. Yeah. So all they have to do is say, it's 26% now. Fucking p- pay it or don't. Yeah. And if you don't pay it, we'll sue the shit out of you. It's not hard. It's it's infuriating. It's infuriating because it's just someone jerking us around because they don't want to do the work of having to do the collection for up. direct yeah. deposit. Yeah. They want to just because other other companies, other smaller companies will do it here in Tulsa. Yeah. You know, they're paying off of the same invoices, right? Like there are there are company there are people that hire us that we invoice that handle their own payroll that will do direct deposit. Mm-hmm. They can do it. Why can't we? Because because fuck you. That's why it's it's fucking infuriating. It's infuriating to have to deal with these damn things. And then you know, God forbid, mobile deposit has really changed it. Yeah, like I would take. 
I, it's 50-50 about whether or not I'd like cash or check more, because cash I can go spend right away, uh-huh. but check I can deposit with my phone. Phone, yeah. But even then, the mobile deposit takes a couple of days. Yep. Whereas the direct deposit, the second they hit the button, it's in your account. It's it's an arc checks are an archaic form of payment. Or at the very least credited to your account. Credited to your account, yeah. yeah. It's an archaic form of payment. It's a it's the way we did things in the nineties. They were yeah, on the way we, out in the early 2000s. When we were in school, we had to pretend to balance a checkbook. Mm-hmm. Kids don't do that anymore. Kids don't do that anymore. Partially because it doesn't teach them good spending habits. <laughs> exactly. Uh, it's, I don't, I don't get. I remember when, when old people would pay with checks uh, when I worked at Toys R Us. Mm-hmm. It was the most infuriating thing. Did you guys do the thing where you basically scanned the check and ran it as a debit card? It's. I believe so. And yeah. then uh, every now and then it would be like, oh, this didn't go through immediately. You have to now, you will get a call. The phone will ring. Mm-hmm. You have to answer the phone and be like, hey, this is a payroll company. I see that someone's paying with a check. Can you verify their ID? And of course, you have to, you ask them for their ID beforehand. So, you, yeah, I'm verifying the ID. They're like, okay, can you, um, uh, now I need you to, or or it would be a robot. Usually it'd be a robot. It's like okay, the robot would be like, "Hi, you need this is payroll. You need to um, repeat the. You need to repeat these numbers after me. And if you don't repeat it in perfectly dialect English, then I'm not. I'm the robot. Not going to understand what you're saying. Of course and not. So you'll have to do it again. It was. Um, when I worked at Quick Trip, we do the check thing, and we had to take your ID and write down your driver's license number, make yep. sure the address is matched, and yep. write down a phone number. Same. Take all this shit, and it's just like, do you not have a fucking debit card, dude? <laughs> do you see? Do you see this line of people? Do you see them? Get a fucking debit card, yep. or go to the bank and get cash, you motherfucker. I, I don't understand how we're still trapped in this world, of, ch- like. <sighs> I worked, where did I work? I worked at a party city for a little bit mm-hmm. and they paid us via a prepaid visa card and the prepaid visa card came with these checks you could write against the prepaid visa card. Hmm. Like I'll just go to a bank and get cash out. Thanks though. Or set up direct deposit. So it goes yeah. to my actual checking account. At Toys R Us, it was, uh, it was, we had three different things. It was direct deposit, uh, checks. And then while I was there, they moved to, Moved from checks to the prepaid. Yeah, a lot of places. That's the option: is a prepaid card or or direct deposit. Yeah, and I I think when when I worked at the Lego store, they said uh, you have to do direct deposit or we do this card thing, but it takes weeks for you to get your card. And I was like, well, I have a bank account Mm -hmm. that I've had for a long. time. Yeah, they they made it. Your first check had to be a paper check. Yeah, I think so. I think that was the way Lego store was too. just it's such a scam i know it's a scam i know it's a scam because it's it's too stupid of a lie it's too stupid of a lie (laughs) for it to not be a scam and yeah it will take it will take a lot of setup up front because you have to take 400 people and enter them in all at once yeah but then you just get them one at a time oh tim is new to our list tim what's your bank account number six seven five three oh nine all right. What's the what's the routing number? 
uh, 6345789. Last time I had to set a direct deposit, it was through a website. Yeah. It was like, here's your secure login. Put in your bank info. Yeah, the last company I worked for, it it would I entered it in all myself. Didn't even didn't even have to do the voided check thing anymore. The, no, me either. Yeah, <laughs> uh, that was the pain in the ass back in the day. Was that you had to do the voided check? So I had to go to my bank, get, get a it, check printed, uh-huh. write void on it, and then give it to them. Yeah, so that they could copy the number into I've a, never com- had into to a do computer. That. Yeah, it was, oh fucking yeah. miserable. But now, now it's very easy. You, I had to fill out a form. The la- I just signed up for direct deposit through a different company, right? And they sent me a form that I put in my name, my bank name, my routing number, yep. and my account number. And it was a, a fillable PDF. And then I hit print, and I signed it, and I signed all the other paperwork they sent me, and I drove over to their offices, and I gave them the, the sheaf of paperwork, and I said, here's all of my info. And the accountant took one look at it and goes, like, signed, signed, signed. Everything's here. Thank you. Check deposit comes through. Like, no big deal. Yep. No checks involved. Just took my word for it. Oh, you know what your bank account number is off the top of your head? Fucking crazy. And if I didn't, I can just push a little button in my phone and it'll tell me what it is. Yeah. yeah mine was. Yeah. And then I remember I would get. I would always I would, I would, I get two. Email, you get two. Email, oh, that's the way it worked last time. You get two emails. One is from your bank saying, hey, you got direct deposit. Mm-hmm. The other one was from the direct deposit, like ADP or, ADP or whatever. Or whatever. It and it was like, hey, here's what you earned this week. Here's what your hours looked like. Yeah, here's your pay stub. Yeah, here's your pay stub. In a email no, that I usually wait. got while I was at work. Got to wait on the mail. Got to get... Got to have them mail shit through the slowest thing on the planet and hope that it shows up and hope that it doesn't disappear. I got a package yesterday. Mm-hmm. Woke up to the. I woke up, checked my phone. Your package was delivered by Amazon. I said, "Hey, where is the package?" And we we haven't got a package today. So I opened the front door. There it is on the edge of the front porch. Delivered without a word. Of course not. Why would they knock? Yeah, or ring the doorbell. Uh, I. The, do- the dogs didn't even notice a large uh, van couple large up and van. leave. Yeah, I just, I just don't. I just want to know why they're why they're fucking me like I'm a Voldemort. To quote Dick Masterson, <laughs> like, why just, just do it, man. It would be you. It would save you a shitload of stamps. <laughs> yeah, I, I cannot believe it was. It's l- the price of it for one year. Yeah, seven thousand dollars. Less than ten percent of a medium sized show. It's. I think it's less than any of the invoices I have personally written up. And you've worked not a lot of shows so far. You've worked a couple of shows this year. Yeah. I mean, seriously, just tack even if on. even if one show. I mean, that's how uh, that's how people do. That's their- how, oh, that's the way invoices work. So, so the software that we use to play the sound effects is called QLab, and it's yeah. a it's a software that I use for theater work yes. to play back sound and video. So. QLab is, uh, I think, $120 for a sound license or a video license mm-hmm. or a lighting license, or it's like $460 for, for all, three. all three. Or yeah. maybe it's less than that. Maybe it's, I don't remember. I don't remember what the exact some numbers slight, are. Some slight discount. So one of the things that QLab does is you can rent it from them. So right now, I don't rent it for this show because I, I – 
it's limited to only a left right send and there are a few features that can't be used under can't a rental be, license can't be oh, under the free license yeah. they can't be recalled you can use them but you have to rebuild them every time ah. uh under the free license so we just use the free license here's what i'll get no big deal when we, I, we just need to play sound effects yeah we only need a left right and yeah. to play a few sound effects now when i go do professional shows i often need more than that uh-huh and what I do, what QLab offers as a thing is that I have a QLab account that's mine that I sign into and it tracks all of my rentals over the course of my life, my lifetime. Yeah. And it's $4 a day to rent QLab. So if I go do a two week show that is, it's not usually 14 days of rental. It's usually 12 days yeah, of rental yeah. because there's usually a couple off days in sure. there. So what I do on my invoice, because I invoice to get paid, yeah, right? I'm invo- invoicing for this, for my big job. I also invoice for my small jobs. When I invoice to get paid, right, my invoice is my day rate times the number of days. Yeah. So you go, you know, here's what I get paid per day or per hour or per this contract that we've, we've negotiated. And there's a number there. If it's if I'm there for 12 days, it's 12. If I'm there for one contracted time, it's one. If I'm there for eight hours, it's eight, right? And then below that, I have a QLab rental fee that's four dollars because for, you have to because I have to rent it. Yeah. So they are they are paying me back my rental fee that I'm putting out. Yeah. Now here's the great thing about QLab. So that that's the next one is the QLab rental fee, $4 a day how, times however many number of days. And then I charge a uh, $10 a day equipment fee if I have to bring any of my own equipment, mm-hmm. be it this laptop, a USB DI, an interface, anything aside from headphones that or or basically headphones. Yeah. If I have to bring microphones, that's all charged and it's an equipment fee and it's based on what's brought. Usually it's just a flat equipment fee and mm-hmm. it's, 10 or $20 a day, depending on if it's just my computer, it's 10 bucks. Yeah. If it's my computer and interface, it's 20. Cause if I start to bring microphones though, I start to itemize microphones. Yeah, Cause they, all those little charges add up to if a God replacement. For, God forbid something happens. You yeah. have to replace a microphone that you brought. But here's the, here's the thing about the QLab rental fee, right? My account QLab with QLab four did a, has a feature where if you rent it, if you rent QLab, for 110 days, mm-hmm. I think that's the number, you get whatever license you've rented for that many days now. You just have a full you, license. Yeah, and don't so have to pay anymore. You don't have to pay anymore. Because you've spent about the same you've amount. You've spent the same amount as you would to have bought it outright. Yeah. So really, it's, Great. It's, it's a buying plan that you only pay for what you use. Yes, and when you use it. And, what, and when you use it. So... I am offsetting my cost of buying QLab by charging it to my customers. Mm-hmm. They don't know that. I'm not really forced to tell them that. Yeah. It's not really but in if, their business. If someone asks, hey, what's this QLab fee? You're like, oh, that's the software I have to pay for each time I want to do a show. Yeah. Oh, well, that makes well, perfect that sense. That makes perfect sense. <laughs> that's, an, that's an expense for you that I now have to pay. Um, it's is and, and You might have to have that conversation. Well, is there like a free thing you could use? And you would have to say, I'd say yes, but it sucks. Yeah. Like QLab is the one that works. That's why I'm willing to pay for it. Uh, okay. We'll pay the four bucks for it. And after 110 days or whatever the number of days is, the rental is when I get the full license, I'll probably stop charging that fee or I'll just bump it into the equipment fee. Yeah. 
Because eventually there'll be QLab 5 and I'll have to fucking pay for, pay for that one yeah. too. The thing is that that's the cost of doing business. Paying for direct deposit for these people is the cost of doing business. Just tack it into the invoice. Not our fucking problem. Why are we, why are we the union paying this company $7,000 to do the base level of its job, which is to pay the people that they get money from? Mm-hmm. They need to add... The, Direct deposit is the cost of doing business in 2021. It wasn't the cost of doing business in 1978 when you guys were founded. I get that. Everybody was mailing checks. NBD. Today, direct deposit is the way things are done. Mm-hmm. Fucking get on it. I, this, probably, this probably comes down to the show's usual culprit. Boomers. Old people. Old people, yeah. Old people and lazy people, absolutely. That's my issue, Tim. What's your second issue this week? Here's what I don't get. Uh, beating it out of you. Yeah. Um, You're talking about you got buck broken. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, we had a, we had a conversation about this today off of, uh, was a, a little bit during, uh, our, um, $50. 3,000 miles to Graceland 3, commentary. Miles to Graceland commentary. Uh, we talked about reading and when, when we were kids, you and me love to read. Yeah. Uh, you you told us on the podcast before you there's a story about when you were a kid and you were reading a book that was way above your reading level and you got in trouble for it mm-hmm. um they and the teacher was like trying to control what you read out of school mm-hmm. which is asinine uh but 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 in 2021 it sounds like something a kid would get in trouble for these yeah. days um dick masterson told a story and i have a similar story where it was these books that you read that were color-coded based on how difficult they were mm-hmm. and it was they were they were little short stories and at the end of each one there were questions and he told the story years ago on the podcast and i was i remember listening and hearing it and being like oh my god i have that exact same thing happened to me where he read so far and the first like it was the colors of the rainbow, so let's start in purple. Yeah. Purple, everything in purple sucked. Yeah. But as you got up towards the like warmer colors, you know, you purple, blue, green, yellow. Yellow started to become somewhat interesting. And then orange started to become more interesting and red and got in trouble for re- blowing through those while huh. all of your dumbass classmates are like Read purple. reading purple books still and or reading blue. They're in like blue yeah. green. I kind of remember this. Something now. like that happened yeah. to you too. Yeah, it was this big box. It was like a big square box. Yes, and you pulled him out. And there were pamphlets essentially yes. with short stories in them. Yeah, and he told the story about getting in trouble for reading those too fast and being told he was making the other kids feel bad. And he was like, I don't, what the fuck the other kids? Yeah. And I remember something similar happened to me where I was, I think they just made me stop doing them. And I was <laughs> like, I was looking forward to the end of this box. Because I'm a completionist. Yes. I like to complete things. Yeah. So there's that aspect of because you you said like you really don't read anymore other than the Star Trek books but even I haven't read a book this year. Last year I read like I I haven't listened to audiobooks this year. I last year I read or listened to about like 60 audiobooks and I have not read a single we're halfway through the year mm-hmm. and I haven't read or listened to a single audiobook. Yeah, I haven't I the last book I read was probably Wise Man's Fear. And I remember bringing in as part of it as an issue on the show when we recorded at Todd's place. So yeah. it wasn't this year and it probably wasn't last year. And I read that on my Kindle right after reading the the first one, uh, Name of the Wind. 
So I read two books in quick quick succession, and the only reason I didn't read the third one is because it's taken them 10 fucking years to write it, and it's not out yet. But, like, in this age, if you could have told my younger self Mm -hmm. that I would have a little square thing, screen. A book. You'd have a little book. Yeah, I would had have a, all the books in it. Yeah, I would have a book that had all the books in it I would ever want to read. I mean, I would just, well, I, I'm not going to do anything else with my life then. Yeah. I'm just going to sit here and read all the books I want. Yeah. And not only that, I'll still have, like, I still have a bunch of books that physical, physically, that. Fiscal. Fiscal. With an yeah, F. With an F. Uh, yeah. um, that I have read or want to read again or have and never got the chance to read. Mm-hmm. And I don't because school beat it out of me. There's a point, you know, I started reading when I was real young. My parents noticed that like I was reading road signs at a very young, like at like le- uh, younger than two. I was reading road signs and they're like, well, we need to, you know, encourage this, encourage this. Yeah. Um, and so, of course, you know, when I was in school, I was put in the gifted and talented class. And, um, you know, we were reading books that were age appropriate but way higher level than whatever you're reading in your regular english class and like fourth and fifth grade i mean you know i recall and i think you said this too like when you're in fourth and fifth grade the stuff they quote made you read you enjoyed yeah i mean i remember in the fourth and fifth grade we read giant Germain, which i loved mm-hmm. uh line the witch in the wardrobe which yeah. made me read the whole rest of the series uh, there were a couple other like really interesting books that we read in the fourth and fifth grade that like really I remember reading them in school and wanting to continue reading them. Yeah, the one I, the the one I recall is is Roll of Thunder, Hear My Cry, mm-hmm. which is, is like a is a like a you got to read it for school book. But I remember at the time really liking it and reading it multiple times. Um, but of course at the same time I was also reading Harry Potter. I remember bringing Goblet of Fire um, to school with our mutual friend. Both we each had it, had our own copy of yeah. Goblet of Fire and reading it in English class. Well, you know, during reading time. Yeah, and talking. That about was another it. thing the school had when we were in elementary school. Reading time was reading time. It was a specific gap of time where you would just that you need to be reading. Yeah, if you didn't bring a book from home, you go over to the little cubby uh, slash bookshelf thing and pick a. A choose your adventure book or a goosebump or you know, one of the you know scholastic mm-hmm. book fair leftovers they had or they would do and they also did did you have the accelerated reader program where you took tests and earned points and bought stuff with your points no so we had that when i was in elementary school where you'd read a book and then you go to the computers either in the library or yeah you had oh, them in we classes. had that in middle school so i you, definitely recalled doing that we had it in elementary school and you'd take tests on books it asks you quite like reading yeah, comprehension yeah. stuff and books would earn you a bunch of points to make sure you read the book to make sure you read the book and after you had so many points you could win you could buy prizes and if you had so many points at the end of the year you'd you'd win a trophy mm-hmm. so fourth grade all the harry potter books were out and everybody was reading them and everybody had thousands of points because they yes. were because they were dense so they were worth a lot it was like like one was a decent size and two mm-hmm. was about the same size three was a, like a hundred pages bigger and then four was five times the size of the last one <laughs> and four four i want to say it was worth like 60 or 70 points a that, lot of points and so 
like every kid got a trophy fourth grade year, but uh-huh. the fifth grade year you couldn't take you couldn't do the same books twice. Nope. So it was much harder fifth grade year because you weren't reading these giant books. I was yeah. still I was still reading some, but a lot of the books I was reading weren't available in Accelerated Reader because in order to be in the Accelerated Reader program, that was my thing. Teachers in, had in to read school. them and make the questions. Yes, that was my thing in middle school because I remember doing this in middle school with some books. Yeah, but I remember the librarian in in, in middle school. I would I would you know go to the library like. You know, I would pick something out, read it, bring it right back in the morning, pick something else out, you know, five minutes before class started, you know, get something else out. And 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 then they had like a little comic book section. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. This was, you know, early 2000s. The um, the big uh, manga boom, manga and anime boom. They had like Dragon Ball and all this stuff. And th- this and that's how I got like exposed to a lot of this stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but then they also had like Teen Titans and some other like very you know, vaguely age appropriate, uh, comics for kids or, you know, young adults, but like the teacher's not going to read a, a copy of dragon ball and do a questionnaire about it. So like I was reading all this stuff that, that was, didn't, didn't count gain you anything. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But that could just be a person like one person in the district could write a, or a company could do. I don't know what the yeah. solution is, but that ended in the fifth grade for me. So there was no, I mean, it was it gamified it. Right. Yeah. But I was always disappointed if I read a book, especially one I found at school that yes. then wasn't in the wasn't, program. Yep. And whereas I was kind of more accepting about it, some of the big stuff I read, but mm-hmm. I, I wanted, I, it gamified it, but it encouraged reading. Yes. Even if you're reading stuff just for points, you're still reading. And that was the point. Like I remember it was sixth, sixth grade, the Aragon books the first Aragon book came out and that was a big fucker like Goblet of Fire. And I was like, and I remember, you know, had having really liked Goblet of Fire and the fifth one wasn't out yet, you know, mm-hmm. uh, and be like, wow, this is another, like, this is a new series. It's a fantasy series. It's got a fucking dragon on the front of it. And it's that big. Of course I'm going to read it. And I remember really liking it at the time. Cause I, I had seen the first Lord of the Rings movie was come, had, had been out around that time, but mm-hmm. I hadn't read the books. Um, and I've tried to read the Lord of the Rings books. Guess what? I fucking hated it. <laughs> I liked watching those movies. They're yeah. not my favorite movies of all time. Yeah. They're enjoyable movies. We should watch all three extended edition movies all in a row one day. I haven't watched them in a while. I'd, uh, I'd be up for that. 12 hours. I enjoy 12 hours, Tim. That would be kind of hell. <laughs> yeah. Uh, They're on HBO Max, and I, yeah. I've been house-sitting for a friend. He has HBO Max. And every time I go over, I'm like, well, I could watch Lord of the Rings movies. I've I never, I've never seen the extended editions. Me I've either. only seen the regular ones. Yeah, yeah. Like I could watch the movies, and I go, oh, it's got that kind of time. Exactly. I watched, and Tim, mind you, I watched all four Lethal Weapon movies, Superman 2 and 3, Gotham by Gaslight. Um, Mask of the Phantasm. Mask of the Phantasm. Uh, Beverly Hills Cop 2. Beverly Hills Cop 2. The there Wedding was a, Singer. The Wedding Singer. There was another animated movie that I watched, though, that I don't remember now. Huh. Hush. Hush, yeah, yeah. Was that 10 movies? I watched 10 movies this weekend, at least, if I'm forgetting some. Uh-huh. I could have watched The Lord of the Rings. Could have watched all three it. instead, yeah. yeah. Um, but that was part. that's part of the beating out of beating it out of you they do is like, oh, you're reading um, a kid's fantasy novel? Yeah, that's uh, that's not literary enough for school. No, we uh, need to read Shakespeare, and we need to read The Outsiders because you know is written uh, six blocks away from where yeah. you're going to school. 
Uh, yeah, because because there's that point. It's like it, for me, it was like seventh eighth grade, where they they move you from like reading is good and just read whatever you want, um, and then you you know if you're reading above your level, that's great usually, mm-hmm. um, you know trying to get kids to like reading, right? And there's always going to be kids that don't like reading. Of course. So imagine just if, like there's kids that don't like sports, there's kids that don't like math, there's kids yep. that don't like science. I'm good at math. Yeah. I fucking hate it. <laughs> <laughs> I took I took the one math class I needed to my first semester of college and then never looked back. Bingo. Um, I took math in high school up till algebra two, which was the state required minimum. Yeah. And then I stopped taking math classes. And then when I got into college, I took the one class I was required to take and I stopped taking math classes. Yeah. I, I, I took... Yeah, I went algebra two and then pre-calc because because my my parents made me. Mm-hmm. But also there wasn't a like I remember it was junior year there wasn't like a algebra three. No. Well, there or maybe there was, but it was like for the um, kids. Algebra uh, three. Yeah, hmm. I, I think there was an algebra three. three, but it was. What more could you fucking possibly yeah, do know. in algebra that it could be less but useful than senior algebra year two. when it was up to me? What did I take? Nothing. Stat. Oh, no. Something com- I took economics. I took stat, which was completely different. I conned, uh, I conned my way into economics because my my advisor, uh, my counselor was like, uh-huh. you have to take a math class. And I was like, I'm not fucking taking a math class. Like, you can write a math class uh-huh. on there. I'm going to cross it out and not write a math class. I so, was like, I can word my way out of this math class. <laughs> <laughs> and, then, and then my senior year, I didn't want to take German anymore because I realized that there was no one to, nobody to copy off of. Yeah. Because I had been copying in German for my entire time. Yeah. And then suddenly I was, I was the pro. I yes. was the guy everyone's like, Tabs always made good grades in German. I'm going to sit next to him. And I was like, oh, I'm going to switch classes. So I switched into economics because the girl I was dating was taking economics. And I figured, fuck it. I don't yeah. have to pass any of the classes this year. <laughs> Exactly. Um, and I told my counselor that I wanted to take economics because I wasn't taking a math yeah. class. And she was like, sure thing. Biddly, 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 bing bong. So around seventh, eighth grade is where they're like, well, now you have to read Shakespeare and you have to read um, uh, Julius Caesar. And you have to read The Tale of Two Oscar Cities. Wilde and you have to Charles read Dickens. all this, uh, this old English bullshit. Joseph Conrad. If, like if, uh, uh, if a kid wants to read that and finds that interesting... Let him read it. Yeah, but it's so much. It's so much better and easier. John Steinbeck. Ugh. Ugh. To find stuff that is somewhat modern that has the same qualities qualities as these quote unquote classics, and and Canterbury Tales, Pride and Prejudice. Uh, Canterbury Canterbury Tales is written in English so old. That if you were to read it in its original script, it'd be unintelligible to the modern English reader. Yeah. And they want kids. I don't understand to why they it. don't send someone back to rewrite this shit. Well, like, I mean, they have, but right, right, no, not no, modernly. Not modernly. Yeah. Right. Well, they'll do translations of books. Like you can write, you can read the Brothers Karamazov talking about classics that are terrible. Yeah. Uh, Dostoevsky. You can read, um, what's the other one by him that everyone's into? Um, who gives a shit? You can read the Brothers Karamazov, right? But there are different translations because it was written in fucking Russian. Yeah. Nobody's going back to Jane Austen or Shakespeare and going like, why don't we turn this into something that's not written in prose for no fucking well, reason? I, at least with Shakespeare they are. 
I know there's 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 people that have like rewritten like modernized no, Shakespeare stories. No. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. I, no, they they fucking rewrote Star Wars to sound like Shakespeare. Yeah, people that's love dumb. sucking off Shakespeare. <laughs> <laughs> this is the apex of writing. <laughs> yeah, it's the apex of writing. The apex, right? When actors were so fucking bad at their jobs that rather than emote and show what they were feeling, they had to stand up on stage for 25 minutes explaining to you <laughs> the thoughts that were going on in their head yep. fuck you you're not a good actor and fuck shakespeare he's not a good writer go back and rewrite that like a real fucking story that's written now that's not five acts long yeah. and has a bunch of characters that no one gives a shit about nobody wants to read rosencrantz and guildenstern are dead nobody fucking liked him in hamlet write them out <laughs> so you take people that liked reading like us mm -hmm. uh and you beat you it out it of work. us you, you make well, you beat it out of us. Like I'm in high school, I was still reading the stuff I liked, but it, but it was it had gotten to the point where I was where I did I was not interested in anything that had any quote literary value. value yeah, I was reading um like the Hellboy novels and um the orphans. I was reading a lot. I read I, I, that I read a lot of fantasy, you know, fantasy stuff. Yeah, the um. I was reading sci-fi books. The Abhorson trilogy. Yeah. Um, that kind of stuff. Um, because it wasn't, it was the op, it was, is what I wanted to read. Um, but you know, they, and then you have to do so much reading in college. Yeah. That it's like, I'm, I've, I've just read for three hours stuff. I don't want to read. Why am I going to take, another hour and a half, two hours to read something I do want to read. You've tired that part of my brain. Out. Mm -hmm. I want to vegetate on Netflix or a video game, something that triggers another part of my brain. Yeah. And I don't think it's just reading. Like we were talking about in the car. I, I think it happens with all kinds of other things like history, you know, kid, there are kids that are interested in history yep. and they just make it so bland and so boring and so repetitive that, you go like, oh, I had to, I had to take I have to take an American history course after taking a history class in the fourth and fifth grade, mm. after taking an American history course in high school, after taking a world history class in high school, and I got to take all those fucking same classes again in college. I, I just don't care anymore. I, I have to take biology over and over and over again, and we never really gets outside of the mitochondria, yeah, the powerhouse of the, the cell. cell. You know, one of the things that I liked in high school is I was I took I took all biology classes after I never took I took chemistry in my sophomore year I think as it was required yeah and I got D's same I did sh I did sh I love the concept of chemistry I don't I hate all of it I don't give a shit you want chemistry fucking teach me how to make some mixed drinks other, yeah. other than that blow me I don't not my fucking problem I love the that's what I'm saying. I love the concept of chemistry I just my problem with chemistry, right, was that it always seemed like you were supposed to know what the answer to the equation was before yep. you solved it. Yeah. Like, what happens if you put these, we're going to, here's your equation, here's a bunch of elements, and you look at the elements and go like, well, these could combine into this, like, oh, no, 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 no. those don't combine into that. <laughs> and well, it, the math adds up, like, oh, no, no, but you also have to consider some dumbass thing yep. that I didn't know about. Yeah, some law. Some, yeah, some law that makes two things instead of three things. Like, <laughs> you know what, how about fuck you? How yeah. about that? Huh? Huh? Mm -hmm. How about suck me off? How about that? <laughs> so I took all biology classes 
and our school was fortunate in that we had, you know, our freshman biology class, which was very bare bones. Very bare bones. Kind of the same shit we were taking in middle school, which is the same shit we were taking in elementary school. Yep. But then but I now got- you, But now there's a penis in the, in the book. Yeah, now there's a penis in the book. <laughs> I got to take an, a marine biology course, which they combined with environmental science, which pissed uh-huh. me off. And then, then I got to take zoology, Z- and, botany, zoology and botany, and those I never were fascinating. To, I never got to take those because we got to talk about plants so and how plants work, and we got to talk. And then we talked about like animals, and it was a much higher level. And I remember taking those classes and thinking, "This is really interesting." I wish I had taken this freshman year so that I could take like yeah. zoology too. Yes, instead of. Instead of doing a class where it's just the mitochondria is the power. I know. I know. <laughs> I know we have phyla and kingdom and class. I know all this. I, they fucking taught it to me in the fifth grade. And they taught it to me again in the seventh grade. Yeah. Can we please like skip to some things that are more interesting? Talk about talking about how because there's like zoology. We're talking about how muscle groups work and how they are parallel between animals yeah. in the same kingdom or what class or whatever the fuck the, the difference is. See, that's the thing. It's all been erased by all the, by the other the dumbass yeah. science classes I had to take in college that were back to basics on stupid shit. And it's like, I took zoology in high school. Let me take zoology too. Let me get more into it. <laughs> yep. No, fuck you. Can't do it. it. It is. It just got, it just got beaten out of you. And like the only thing that didn't get beaten out of me was theater. That's why I'm still doing it. Cause it was the only thing that I had my own hammer and I could beat it back. And maybe, maybe it was because in school we had no guidance, you know, yeah. the, the head of our high school theater department was me. <laughs> At 17 years old, uh-huh. knowing jack shit about theater, thinking it was hot stuff. If I could put one-tenth of what's in my head now in my 17-year-old body, oh, my God, I'd be a force to be reckoned with. It would be mostly about girls. It wouldn't be anything to do with theater. <laughs> um, it, that, was, that was the one thing that I had any amount of control in, that they couldn't, they couldn't extinguish that flame. But everything else, they just, like, school is meant to hammer you. It's meant to shave off the sharp parts and flatten the the round spots until you are just the exact right shape for them to shove into the machine to keep the fucking cog of war and business and slavery going forever. And it's disgusting because it used to be about, it used to be about finding yourself. Like there's all these fucking movies where kids find themselves and learn something about themselves (laughs) and self-discovery. And we're constantly talking about that in media. And then, and then, but the culture we create is just to make you conform, make you the shape of the gingerbread man. So you can live in the gingerbread house and eat the gingerbread bugs, live in the ginger pod, eat the ginger bugs. Not my problem. It's disgusting. It's disgusting because I see it happening because I do it with art too, yeah. right? I used to draw as a kid. Yeah, me too. Not good. No. But I had an aspect of art in me. Yeah, me too. And then I took a college drawing class and I have not doodled on anything ever again. Not fucking once. Like you look at these notes. This is These are the notes. Well, I can't show these notes. They have personal info. These are the notes from my meeting last week. Notice anything on there? That looks like a drawing? Nope. Here are here are pages of notes while I'm working on other projects. Absolutely no drawings. Like there's me crossing something out. Not a bunch. even like doodles. Not doodles. It, I, I used to do those. Um, I don't remember what they're called, but it was like Infinite Horizon. You know where you like you draw the you draw like an L, right? Mm-hmm. And then you you do from one corner you do this, and then the other corner you do this, and it makes like a 
sloping infinite horizon kind of thing. I used yeah. to draw those all the time. Yeah, not me. Not me. Pages and notes on But if of you're doodling stuff. in class... Oh, look, there's one. You must not be paying attention. But that's, I just drew lines to fill in lines. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's like, that's what it boils down to eventually. There is, there is absolutely nothing here. I'm going to draw this random now. shape and see if I can make something out of it. So I see my sister, you know, I have four sisters, five sisters, mm-hmm. uh, I have five sisters and, uh, you know, my youngest on my mom's side isn't really talented artist. She's really great. She she's made these pottery, these great little pottery pieces. Mm-hmm. She does paint. She does pen and paper. I mean, and she has this great style that she does with her her drawn stuff. And I have I have pictures that she's done in you know that I keep yeah. up. I have prints she's done that I keep up. And she's going to be selling her art this weekend. At first Friday art walk. Dope. Yeah. You know, nothing ever beat that out of her. And I have my other younger sister on my dad's side, the older of the two. She's a great artist. She has like such talent in her that she can really draw. And I'm 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 worried that school will just beat that out of you. Mm-hmm. You can't draw while you're in class. You need to be focused on what I'm what dumbass thing is I'm saying to indoctrinate you. Which is funny because when you're an adult, you find out that that you learn by drawing. If you're doodling, your brain is actually that's the way your brain engages with that person talking. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> they don't care. No. They gotta they gotta cut off the yeah. sharp pieces and round the high spots. We have to we have to make everything cut off the top the middle of that bell the ends of that bell curve and make everything exactly in the middle. But not the middle middle, like the the eastern slope of the bell curve where the sun is rising it's got to be dumbed down for those people these people will do they'll just have to suffer i i it's disgusting it's disgusting the way it's beaten out of us hopefully it doesn't get beaten out of my my sister that's all i can say because she's also she also when she was little she started reading real early she reads all the time and i just i'm waiting for that day when it's yeah. like all right, now we're going to sit down and read A Tale of Two Cities or A Christmas Carol or whatever fucking Charles Dickens novel it was that was like, oh, we're going to read this. Lois Lowry's The Giver. I'd rather kill myself. You want to read The Giver, just listen to 2112. It's the same story. But better. But better. And only 22 minutes long. And awesome. Mm -hmm. It's actually not 22 minutes long. It's like 2052. Uh, you're right. It is only 20 minutes long to almost 21 minutes yeah. long. It should be. They should have made it 21 minutes and 12 seconds. Fuck ups. Fuck right. ups. What a but. I wonder if you add in the readings of the. Oh, from Guitar Hero. The, yeah. I wonder if that would make it 21 minutes and 12 seconds. Remember that was. Remember that weird thing they did. That was really weird. Well, do you have anything more on getting it beaten out of you? Uh, I do, but if I kept on talking about it, I'd probably beat it out of the listener. Yeah. Well, Tim, I don't want to beat you. That off. was a good issue, and I don't want you bringing anything pointing it like that ever again. Okay. You need to start bringing in a lot more common man things instead of wasting people's time with your feelings <laughs> on this show. Uh, until next time, I'm Tab Burt. I'm Tim the Handlebreaker. See you next week. See ya. Call 
the Here's Get Hotline, call us at 704-750-9434 and tell us what you don't get. Or you can visit us on the Discord in the voicemail upload channel and post your things there. Ah, oh, man, I forgot to... Uh, I was going to... I, I bet I can't find it. I forgot to play this last week, but um, Necro C posted this in the in the Discord last week. Oh, I know what you're going to play. Yeah. yeah. And did you see it? I, I, it I did. I should have marked it. I didn't mark it. Normally I'll like post a thing to mark things and I did not. So now I just have to scroll like an idiot. I guess while I scroll like an idiot, I'll play a voicemail. Hey guys, it's Sage. Uh, this may be a week late now cause I barely am listening to the podcast, but Fuck Mr. Kill Everything. <laughs> I didn't go into a place five minutes before they closed. It was 30 minutes. 30 fucking minutes. You should be able to make me my goddamn food 30 minutes early. Uh, fuck you, Mr. Kill Everything. You fucking cuck faggot. Oh, yeah, you're just going to fucking simp to these fucking employees who make fucking money off of you going into their fucking restaurant? Fuck you. I will fucking go into a restaurant... Not five minutes before, but like 30 minutes before, so that I can fucking get my food. They are open. They should be fucking giving you your goddamn food. Fuck you. Uh, and also, no, I haven't killed myself. Uh, I'm, I'm pretty great, and I love myself, so no, I would never do that. Life is great. All right, that's it. Bye. Uh, this has got to be the longest-running beef of yeah. a, podcast, a podcast voicemail beef ever. And it's one man versus the world, and I love, he's never going to back nope. down. He will never nope. back down, not one fucking inch, not one apology, and God bless him. Stand by your gun, Sage. Don't let the, don't let them. What's the, what's the movie you like? Uh, falling Down. Falling Down. Yeah. yeah. You are Falling Down, and everyone else is uh, Robert Duvall. <laughs> don't let them take your daughter away from you, even though they will. Man, I cannot find this thing. When was that? Last week. I got to look at the calendar. Do uh, by search by poster. This fucking never work. Tab Timmy, it is your boy Hans Brett with yet again, your favorite fucking cunt. Anyway, I heard you ranting about some shitty government websites, and it really tickled me because I've uh, worked for uh, various government departments because I'm a fucking whore. Uh, so anyway... Uh, the best story I've got is uh, this manager there, that one that um, thought there was a difference between Control-C and the menu edit copy fucking thing. Wow. That's why <laughs> all fucking government shit sucks, because you've got retard fucking managers. People that think they know, know how computers IT. work. I tried my best to implement really good ideas to help the field stuff and that, you know, deploy fucking applications that would save them a bunch of time, all that good shit. You know, just because I'm such a good motherfucker. Nope. And it was shot down for no reason every fucking time because... Uh, I don't, don't want to do a little bit of work to make better. my job easier. Uh, 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 Short-sighted fucking faggots. So anyway, I just eventually stopped caring and I surfed the internet until I got poached by the private sector. So <laughs> fuck them. Yeah. <laughs> uh, later, lads. Later, I don't understand bye. people who don't learn like the keyboard commands yeah. for computers. I, I I personally, you know, I use alt tab every 10 seconds. Yeah. It seems like control C control V. Um, you know, when I go down to the taskbar and click something, because alt tabs not working for some reason. Yeah. 
that's one of the things I like. Uh, there's Windows tab too, which will tile all the of things that you yeah. can. No, that's Windows D to go to the desktop. No, I'm talking about uh, Windows Windows tab now on 10. It does you, this where well, yeah, you, can you can see everything and you can new see desktop. Oh, oh, new desktop. Which opens a separate virtual desktop. And you can relaunch old stuff, right? So I have all these Excel documents. I can go, oh crap, I closed that. Let me just mm-hmm. pop this open real quick. And I've used new and I've used new desktop when a program crashes and won't let you all tab out of it, but it will let you Windows tab out of it. So you Windows tab out of it into a new desktop to bring up task manager to then close it. What is there was there was one um what's the one where it tiles them? Is that Windows T? I don't want to do it because I don't want to crash something that yeah, I'm running yeah. on this other computer. Windows, I remember you remember the Windows Tab View in Windows Seven, where it was like a 3D, like a f- oh, and there were cards, yeah, yeah. cards. Yeah. I like this one in Windows Ten where it shows everything side by side. Yeah. Now there, there was one where when you hit it, it would op- it would pull them all up and stack them on your desktop. So you, oh yeah, yeah, everything that was minimized would be up, and you go find it. Yeah, I, uh, I wish. Wish we could go back. I wish people would learn how to use their computers just in general because mm-hmm. no like one ever fucking Middle does. mouse click button to open, open a, a new, new tab. tab. Yeah. It's funny. It's funny how people Can, who know things know things yeah. and people who don't just don't want to do one. Aha! I found it. I found it, Tim. I can buy video games. I can buy so many things digitally and never fucking touch them. Yep. I can send information back and forth. No problems. I can ride my bike with no handlebars. <laughs> no Which is funny because no handlebars. That song was stuck in your head a couple weeks ago. Yes, no it was. And we were, I was, no we were talking about the lyrics to that song. No and you pulled them up. And I and, read them. And that song eventually goes places that sound like what you were ranting about. It in was. The, yeah, in the show. It's all for. It's all for full circle. Another voicemail. Hello guys, Guy 69 again. Just wanted to phone in and say good one to Deadtown for calling out the drunk Australian. <laughs> and um, to our drunken friend, uh, why are you mentioning your pay pig? Like anyone's going to listen to you on the show, your asinine opinions, and think, oh yeah, I know, this guy gets it, I would have paid him more of this bullshit. All you need to know is that you're a prick, <laughs> and it must be genetic because your ancestors and my ancestors used to live with each other in the UK, and my ancestors decided that your ancestors were such pricks they put them on a boat and sent them literally to the other side of the world. <laughs> and if only they'd known about the internet, probably they'd have done the right thing and murdered them. Later, masturbator. That's Okay, we got more beefs. Yep. Hey, here's what I don't get. We support all the beefs. Oh, yeah. Uh, we've got one from Sonny Says So, but it's 28 seconds long. It's caught on quickly. Uh-huh. Hey, it's Sunny Says So, and here's what I don't get. How the fuck come I am getting a second census to fill out? What the fuck happened to my census from last year? Where did it go? There's been three pieces of mail, and nobody's explained to me why I'm having to fill this out again. This is a bunch of bullshit. You can take your bureaucratic, double-counting, gerrymandering asses to hell. I'm not going to do it. Fuck you. Come and arrest me. Thanks, Doctor Who. Glad you didn't kill yourself. Yeah, uh, don't fill it out. I didn't. I didn't do the census this last year. I think they caught me perfectly where they, yeah. since I moved, 
I just disappeared. Mm. I'm an unperson uh-huh. by choice. By choice. Yeah. Fuck you. Fuck you and your fucking Mark of the Beast counting bullshit. Come arrest me. Come, come fucking take my ass to jail. I'd love to be the first guy who goes to prison for not fucking filling out a census form. <laughs> Yeah, uh, what are you? What are you in for? Murder one. What are you in for? Manslaughter. A slaughter man. What are you in for? Grand Theft Auto. What are you in for? I didn't fill out my census form. <laughs> this guy's a badass over here. Uh-huh. All right, let's get Jack Brothers. I'm just like you. I'm a criminal. I'm living uh-huh. on the edge. I'm on the dark side of the law. Committed a felony. I can't work again because I didn't write my name and how many people live in my house on a form and send it back into the government, even though they goddamn well know because I fill out fucking paperwork every fucking year from the IRS and you know how many people live here. Just fucking figure it out. Stop <laughs> sending me shit. Stop asking me dumbass fucking questions. You can't ask people if they're here illegally, but you can ask me all kinds of shit about my religion and race. Send someone to suck my dick or fuck right off. <laughs> and fuck off with this fill it out online. Fuck you. How about that, huh? Strongest election in history. Absolutely no way that could be hacked, but also we're doing the census online. Uh-huh. uh-huh. Can't get a census form from Sonny Says So's house to the government, but absolutely no chance there was any election fraud of any kind. <laughs> by the way, the 2016 election was hacked by the Russians, but the 2020 election absolutely no, nothing fine. at all. It was a perfect election. Perfect. So stupid. So stupid, contradictory bullshit. Don't fill out, it's 10 years, you got 10 years. Don't fill out your fucking census form. Just draw a big dick on it and send it right back to them. <laughs> and when they send a census taker, you tell them to get the fuck off their lawn, off your lawn or there's going to be bullets flying. That's my purse. I don't know you. <laughs> Just tell them you're retarded. When they knock on the door, hi, I'm here collecting information for the 2020 census. I'm not I'm not Don't open the door. Just shout that through the door. <laughs> How many people live here? A hundred. <laughs> what are they going to do? What are they going to do? Are they, they're not taking you do to the jail. People, do, the, do the people inside my brain count? <laughs> One of the best sketches of Saturday Night Live ever of all time is the, the census, census taker, taker sketch. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Your wife is a bobcat. <laughs> Christopher Walken. Yeah, Google that. Yeah. Christopher Walken's SNL census taker. I got a bunch of plants and some candy bars. <laughs> Your wife is a bobcat. <laughs> I have a I have a license. This says you have a license to be a magician. Yeah, the user in the act. I can, uh, sons of bitch. Fuck the government, man. Come fucking, come take come it. Come take it. Come take it. You want the census? Come take it. Come take that and come take this court. Come. To, he's going to come to court. He's going to stick his dick out the crack of the door and just <laughs> right all on you. Thank you, everybody, for listening this week. Please support us on Patreon, patreon.com forward slash HWIDG. Listen to the bonus episode. You can follow me on Instagram and see all the shit that I'm doing. And maybe you can guess. So next week next week will be pre this big show, medium-sized show. Uh-huh. But following that, I'll be on the show, and I'm not going to say who it is, but you can try and guess. It'll yes. be a lot of fun. Yeah. So uh, check that out, and thanks for listening. Catch you guys next time.